Warning. The Federal Communications Commission has determined the following content to be emotionally harmful. Young children should not view this content under any circumstances, even if supervised by a parent or guardian. Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! You're listening to The Robin Slim Show with Rob. It doesn't feel good on your asshole. And Slim. I'm going to rip your head off and fuck your neck hole. <laughs> Internet Radio's Finest. Bread. Bernadette! Hey, Vegas! Hey, 
Keep the white man gaming. Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Indian. Cheyenne. Rescue. Guy with the palm reading science. Violence is not the answer. El Pastor can cure cancer. Eat some peas and talk to trees and go. Stop the bleed. Now I'm doing a rain dance with no pants. Yeah, boy, rape that cactus. Whoops, I mean squirrel. Is that better or worse? I now do this. Just do this. Go crazy. Go crazy. We're lazy. Touch my body. Touch my body. Get the cord. Touch my body. I mean squirrel. Touch my body. This is indigenous lands. White people lived here on this land for millions of years before anyone else came here. We came on this land first. We lived in peace of shit tents. That was all we needed. We never had any walls. Our casinos had revolving doors you could walk right in. We had no prisons either. There was no need. We didn't have any black people yet to put in them. The blacks were all brought here by the white man. What kind of shit was that? The rise in crime rate drove my people off the land. This is Summer Smith, and you're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Booyah, boona. This is Carrie Frylock Means, and you're listening to The Robin Slim Show, fools. Hey, it's Kevin Wiseman, actor, musician, you're listening to the Rob and Slim Show and Slambo asterisk in parentheses. He's not really part of the show. Yo, yo, what's up? This is Jamie Kennedy, a.k.a. B-Red, originally from Delco. You're listening to the Jersey's own Rob and Slim. That's right. They on them bus pills. Cure all your ills, drinking smoothies, and then got to take a poopy. That was not good. I'm sorry. People tend to like semen that's produced by the testicle glands of a man. So what's the big deal? Dicks ahoy. It's showtime, and I don't mean a bad impression of HBO. I mean time for a show. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. It's not boring when you got mail call like this. Ooh. I got home yesterday and I got this fucking letter. And uh, what does it say? I don't even know where it's from. Oh, it says hashtag pardon Joe Exotic on it. So I mailed him a letter over the summer to try to set up an interview with shit. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's that. What did I, get? I don't even know how I got this fucking thing. I get this. Exciting. Hashtag Pardon Joe Exotic. All right. United States Constitution Article 2, Section 2, Clause 1. The United States Constitution grants the exclusive power to pardon federal offenses by the President of the United States. Part 1, comma, Executive Clemency, comma, Section 1.65C uh, provides the Attorney General shall grant review each petition and all pertinent information developed by the investigation shall determine whether to blah 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 joe exotic needs your help again please reach out to your president with wonderful letters social media postings emails to urge that the pardon attorney forward joe's application to the president for consideration thank you eric love that's 
So what what that says to me is that he's gotten so much mail that he's just uh, throwing it out and just like take that guy's address and send him a letter. Uh, but I also I also these which are amazing, especially with that stupid shirt you're wearing. I got TC like Ristani uh, after hours of TC Ristani t-shirts. All right, sent to us. That's a, a t-shirt, and this is a t-shirt. Ah, that's fucking cool. Where are the t-shirts? Are you gonna put it on? Um, yeah, I guess I could, I could yeah, just get put naked. It over you. No, I was gonna say, put it over right your uh, stupid shirt. I didn't want you to start undressing. Uh, that's fucking weird. This shirt isn't this shirt's stupid. It's a quality it's... shirt. Yeah, no, not the TC shirt. That's not stupid. Your shirt is... <laughs> My it shirt? <laughs> a Pennywise shirt? Stupid. All right, we got, uh, TC was yeah. time after hours of TC. That's a champion. This is a quality shirt. Yeah, it is. It's way better than any, uh, shirt you've... With the clown on it, you wear. <laughs> right. oh, These are damn. fucking cool shirts. Yeah, thank you, TC. And we got TC and his executive producer on uh, later tonight. I'm awesome. Gail Harwich. Um, go go to the group. We go got a big group. coronavirus update. The Fuhrer had coronavirus. He did. And I'm like, what is what is this? What kind of ploy is this? But uh, he had it, and then I guess he was uh, like, uh, he said he had no symptoms, and then he was hospitalized, and everyone's like, I thought he had no symptoms. Did you really think he was gonna like? not downplay this shit at all like and then then he, he got better dude he's he's fucking better after like two days yeah, right watch the video yeah right. i think it was like a day and a half, <laughs> a day and a half. he discharged himself and uh he, he posted oh, this on, on I twitter gotta, i gotta go and back yeah go back to the beginning make sure the volume is as high glorious as it can. let's make sure everybody at home can see his video he made uh this face. looks like a, a dictator thing like yeah on a, a balcony or something i just want to walter reed medical center and it's really something very special. Oh, the yeah. doctors, the nurses, the first responders. And I learned so much about coronavirus. The positive. And one okay. thing. He just learned so much? He's, <laughs> yeah. He didn't know anything about it before? He's the leader <laughs> of the free for like world? like a fucking year? Yeah, he should have all the information on it. He should have yeah. known everything about it. Yeah. He, he just learned. He just, just learned. learned. But, but, now but, that he had it, he has to learn. Is he going to share what he learned? I hope so, because I want to know, because I, I know nothing about the coronavirus. Yeah, I, I have no fucking clue yeah, what I'm doing over here. like it's been going That's on for, for certain. a year. Don't let it dominate you. Oh, yeah, you're oh. a pussy Don't if you let it. be afraid of it. Kill you. What about being comas? I'm just going to let you win coronavirus. medicines. That only he can get, because he's the president of the United States of America. But the, 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 and he, you're going to beat it. I went, I didn't The Democrats so are stopping him. They, they can't. And two days ago, I could have left two days ago. Oh. Two days ago, I felt great. He could have like, left before you could have had it. in a long time. I said oh. just recently. He got the coronavirus, and he's like, man, I feel, feel amazing. Better than I ever have. <laughs> this is the greatest thing in the world. I'm not a pussy. I ain't going to let this thing yeah. fuck me up, huh? Virus is Look awesome. Look at me over here. I hope he, like, collapsed right after making this video. <laughs> I hope so. And, like, got hooked up to a respirator. 20 years ago. Don't let it... Better than, 20, better than 20 years, years ago. ago. Look at that. Coronavirus makes you feel young. Look at how President young he Trump. got. Yeah. Look at how dominate. Don't let it take Don't over it. your lives. Don't let it, huh? Don't let that happen. Walk it off, We're Dick. the greatest country in the world. Yeah. We're going to fucking... Going back. We're going back to yeah. work. We're going, going to be back to the future. As your leader, I had to do that. You had to get it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was his, what he had to do for us. Thank he, you. He must have hired somebody who had the coronavirus to spit on him. Just lick him. Just lap him. Give it to me. Just slap me. Lap me everywhere. Lappy, he's yeah. So he called the guy. He, like, he didn't. He didn't accidentally get the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. He needed to get the coronavirus. He made out with us. the coronavirus. He, he's like Jesus. Yeah, Christ. That's what he is. That's what I said. Yeah, you're, you're, he's gonna totally play God now. Like he came back to life, <laughs> yeah. like stronger and better than ever. And then this piece of shit got fucking tweeted. Do it, but I had to do it. You had to fucking do I it. I stood out front. I led. 
led. Nobody that's a leader doesn't get the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. yeah. A smart leader would wear a mask and not get it, but uh, I'm a real leader. Now I'm better, and maybe I'm immune. I don't know. Maybe he's (laughs) immune. He doesn't know. Get out there. He thought he was immune months ago when he was taking like unproven medicines. They're all happening. But all these medicines, all all the best. And the vaccines are coming momentarily. Besides us. Thank you very much. And Walter Reed, what a group of people. Thank you very much. God damn it. Oh my god. What a piece of shit. What a dump. Just the fact that he is playing like the hero. Like, I had to get this for you. I had to get this. Like, look, fuck (laughs) this. I have real shit to talk about. Uh, the Walking Dead uh, was amazing. They finally did ah. the the season ten finale. It was so good. Okay, cool. so good. I, I guess like the regular season eleven starts next year or something. But they finally got the uh, the season finale done. Uh, it was fucking good. It's fucking good. Uh, I think there was about like twenty minutes of like we gotta get shit done. You know, like that was like come on, let's get it on with it already. But the beginning it opened with uh. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It was called The Whisper of War, The Final Showdown, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started with, like, Beta and the Horde around that building. Remember, I said they were in, like, a building. They planned to, like, leave Alexandria and, like, hide out in this building and do some shit. But Beta figured out that they were in this building and they surrounded it. So at the beginning, you see, like, I I turned on, like, a second late. You saw Maggie, like, come back. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what she came back to, but I don't know how she figured shit out. But uh, they showed her for a second, and then they showed this, like, building they were in, like, just thousands looked like hundreds of thousands of zombies around it the whole oh. horde was around it and uh uh what was it beta in the horde uh he, he hears i don't know if he heard like another whisper say like this is the this is the end of the world and then he was just like begin and then it just like started the intro and all that and shit and uh blah 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 and then it went to ezekiel and uh eugene and and that asian bitch and princess where they're they're gonna find the bitch and everyone's like oh yeah like uh, Ezekiel uh, was it Eugene was like uh, oh she's only gonna wait like till tomorrow night and they're like well let's just keep going she either waits or she doesn't like so so they decided to keep going and then and then like I said it was like Daryl everyone like you know one of the bitches from like what's that lesbian fish camp. Oceanside, uh, Oceanside was like, yeah. I ain't going out there if Lydia's out there. And, and Daryl's like, don't worry, she's going to stay back and watch the kids. And then somebody's like, well, I ain't going out if Negan's going out there. And ne- and then it showed Negan without, like, like they're all geared up and ready to go. And uh, Daryl's like, what are you doing? Because they were smearing shit. They were smearing, like, oh, zombie okay. guts all over them. And, the, and Gamma actually put on her face, like, her zombie face and all that. And uh, Daryl's like, what are you doing? And Negan, he's like, I ain't going out there. He's like, I'm the number one person they're going to be going after. I'm not going out there. And then, like I said, it goes back and forth with a few other people. Um, Negan walks up to, to Lydia. Well, there was Lydia and Carol. Uh, Lydia turn, telling Carol she doesn't hate her for killing Alpha and all. And how Alpha was a horrible mother. And Carol's like, well, don't look to me to be a mother figure. Find your own way. And then there was that, and then, like I said, uh, there there was Negan, and not go, but then Negan walked up to Lydia and was like, it's okay to hate me or something, and uh, I forget, he's like, these these people are never going to trust us, blah, 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 and if you want to go, just go, and he handed her uh, her face, like her her zombie face, and she's like, I, I, I don't know, like, I'm going to decide what to do, and I forget how, if he said it or not, but he's like, yeah, or he said I'm no hero, or, or I, I don't know, I don't know who said it, but she's like, why don't you try to go make a difference and he goes that's what i'm gonna be doing so he like repels down this fucking uh elevator shaft and everyone's going out to, to do shit uh 
Oh, what the fuck happened? Ezekiel in the in. Oh yeah, yeah. So what was it? Uh, uh, Gabe, Gabe. Okay. I, I wrote Ezekiel, but it's it's Gabe. Like uh, they're getting ready. Like everyone goes out. Their plan is to get a. They got a carriage, like a horse drawn carriage. With a boom, with a jam box on it. Oh, okay. So they're cool. gonna lure the horde away with this fucking yeah. like boom box. That's a pretty good idea. That is neat. Um, and they're gonna like get it to go off a cliff. They're just gonna uh, rig the the wagon up so it goes over the cliff and, and the zombies fucking go off. So they go out, they start that shit, and uh, Ezekiel, I, I said it again, uh, Gabe, yeah. and like the rest of the, uh, the people back there are like they're archers and shit, and they start uh, in the crowd shooting the real whisperers. Like they're they're picking them out, and while you know the group's gone out to like walk through the horde, covered in like oh, all the fucking okay. guts and shit, to get to the woods, to get to the the, the fucking wagon and do all that shit. So I guess they're, um, they're able to pick out the whisperers because they're not moving in the same direction as I the horde. I guess. Get how they they were picking them out, but like I don't know that was going on. So uh yeah, they pretty much got out of the horde, except for the the, the ocean side bitch. Uh, I forget how. Uh, one of the real whisperers like fucking stabs her in the leg, oh. and she starts screaming, and like the zombies just eat her. But everyone else got out. That was cool. But then, uh, while that's going on, uh, whatever, they like everyone back, Gabe and all them back at, at in the building. Uh, Judith is like watching the door. Here's an explosion. Has a tripwire on the staircase coming up, and she's like, "We're fucked. They're here." So she slams the door shut. They're getting ready to, to like square off with like whoever's coming up, and you see like axes coming through the door and shit, uh, and uh, and then then it just like leaves it at that. Um, so it's it's just like the shit hitting the fan. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, Jerry, Daryl, and everyone make it. Uh, yeah, so they make it to the cart, and then they start blasting. Uh, what the fuck was that song? Uh, burning down the house. Oh, fucking so cool. yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's they're going out in the woods. That's all going on. Um, and, and but so, it should it should have been Easy Street. Yeah, it should really really <laughs> fucking should have been. It should have been fucking Easy Street, which is the best song ever. Um, blah blah blah. So yeah, then uh, all of a sudden the fucking Gabe, Gabriel's like, everyone leave, everyone leave. I'm just gonna stand here and like fucking buy some time. Like he's standing there with a shotgun, sends everyone away. He gave Judith like a message to give to um, uh, Rosita. Okay. Like he he he's just like I'm gonna die for you guys. Just get the fuck out of here. So it's like heavy and like if it's like fuck. Gabriel's awesome. I did not want to fucking see him die. So I was getting sad about that. And then all of a sudden, like somebody like a couple whispers get through the door, and he's fighting a little bit. He I think he shoots one. There's like three or four. One uh. And then he starts, like, uh, butting him with the, the gun and all. And uh, one of them gets him down on the ground. And then a fucking second later, like, Maggie busts in with, like, a ninja. And, like, some, uh, some other dude. And they just kill the fucking whispers. It was amazing. So, yeah. like So, that was really cool. That's cool. Really fucking cool. And so, then, all of a sudden, uh, like, the whisperers charged. Like, the horde is, is following the fucking wagon and all that. Uh, and finally, you start seeing the whispers run up to the front and, like, I don't know if they were shooting uh, arrows or what. They were uh, they were like making the herd walk faster. And Daryl's like, just go, just fucking gun it, like keep going. So they're fighting, blah blah blah, and uh, the the wheel falls off the wagon. So they're like, we're, we're fucked now. Like we're, uh, Carol's like, uh, Lydia, I think, ran out through the woods at that point and like joined up with them. And like they're fighting and blah blah blah. And then she's like, I'm gonna. You guys get the fuck out of here. I'm going to take the horde out, and I'm going to get them off the cliff. 
Alpha taught me how to, to, to control the horde. Oh. So there's that. And then, so there's this huge fight. It's just like a colossal shit show. All of a sudden, you hear one of the whispers go, Alpha. And walks by Beta and goes, Alpha. And it's fucking Negan. Negan's running through with the alpha face, the zombie face on. And fucking right then and there, Beta just loses his shit. Like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And, like, charges him. And he's got him down on the ground. And, and like, you think he's going to get fucked up. And all of a sudden, Daryl just runs up behind and two fucking hunting knives right in the eye sockets of Beta. And he's just standing up screaming while his eyes are bleeding and he can't see and shit. And uh, then you see the horde, the one zombie, like, grabs his uh, mask and rips it off and like they, they start devouring him and all that and shit and uh, Negan just goes I know he's like oh shit I know who that that guy was mm. and Daryl's like yeah nobody it was <laughs> the best it was <laughs> the fucking awesome. best that's and better so than what they did in the comics really oh time. that's yeah. cool and it was just great how they took them together for days that's all I thought about was that scene with the fucking like hunting knives in his eyes and just fucking how badass yeah. it was that was really great and uh uh, I'm trying to think what else, uh, you know, everyone, every, everything works out, everyone's all back together, but then it shows, it shows Carol, like, fucking walking the horde. I, I think Carol had already started leading the horde away, and then, like, Lydia, like, caught up, because, like, out of the blue, you see her walk up to the cliff, she's on the edge of the cliff, you think the fucking horde is just gonna push her out, and that's what she's, like, expecting, and then out of the blue, Lydia just runs up, grabs her hand, like, hi- they hide behind a rock, and the horde just keeps walking out, and they all... They all fall off a cliff. That was pretty cool. Um, trying to think what else happened. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it goes back to, like, Ezekiel and all them. And they finally make it to where uh, Eugene is supposed to meet that bitch. Okay. And it's, like, an abandoned train yard. And there's mm-hmm. nobody there. Uh, you know, they're just, they're just talking, like, fucking whatever. And uh, uh, Ezekiel says, like, oh, we could sleep in one of these trains. And like I said, Eugene said the other, nobody was there. and But he said, he's like, we're not going to turn back. We're, we're, we're going to like camp out here. And Princess just goes, damn, you're a really horny dude. And I just started dying. <laughs> they all started fucking cracking up. I love Princess. And then all of a sudden, like fucking, I don't know, 30 dudes in like fucking armor. Yeah. Armor come out with yeah. like machine guns. And they were like, put the weapons down. And everyone does except Princess. And finally, she's like, ah, oh, fucking, she throws her fucking <laughs> machine guns down. And that's how they ended it. And are, is that is that uh what the people Rick's with the, uh, the um the Commonwealth yeah, the I think Common, was yeah name? the Commonwealth yeah. that's like because Ryder was like who the fuck are these people I'm like I think they're the people that got Rick the Commonwealth I think that because that's the final arc of the comic or yeah. whatever and that's what I think this is but I guess that bitch is part of the Commonwealth. That Eugene's talking to? I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah, okay. she was. Yeah. Cool. That's what I figured. That's and that was like, because I think in the comic, when they're talking, she's like, I want you to meet my group. And her group is like the uh, Commonwealth. Yeah. So like, but, that's uh, what I figured. I figured that was the Commonwealth. The, the armor in the comics, it almost looked like Stormtroopers. Like, yeah. They were, okay, cool. Yeah. It was like, almost it like that. Like. It was almost yeah. like BMX style, like Stormtrooper shit. They yeah. had this white crazy <laughs> shit. With like, yep. That's yeah. Right. yeah that's awesome. 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 So yeah, I figured um, that's what it was. So uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly how it ended. Cool. So 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 in the comic, uh, Beta, when they revealed his identity, they killed him and they they pulled his mask off and they're like, "Oh, that's that famous basketball player," and that was it. <laughs> like, I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, oh. I, like they're revealed better where they're like, "I, I don't feel give like a my fuck. idea where like uh, his his ex you know celebrity friend stole." Coulter comes back. He's like so a football Coulter. player, and he just starts like ramming into people with his helmet, and he's all mad that that fucking Beta died. I feel like that'd be the way to go. Stove Coulter. Stove Coulter. Fuck. 
All Regal Cinemas and Cineworlds are closed uh, indefinitely. I feel like uh, theater is going to die. That sucks, theater's yeah. Theater's going to die with this yeah, shit. Because they're shame. just not making enough money. There's not enough movies being made to like even sustain their business. So. Movies are just never going to be the same yeah. then. And like, and like everything got pushed back like years and years at this point. So like, yeah, they said nothing strong came out. Nothing strong enough to keep them going. It sucks too because there's movies that like... They're great in theaters. Like they're better to see them in theaters I'm than seeing them on. Pissed. Go on. Yeah. Uh, is it? Did I put it in the group? Where did I, I put? I think th- you. You either sent it. It's to gonna me be on fucking it's... Amazon uh, Prime only. Yeah, I think it's in the group. The the Borat too. I want to. Oh, watch that. okay. I, I don't know if you. I want to watch that say. fucking. Where's the uh, preview group here right here? All right. Uh, Borat two. Yeah, I, I think I posted it in there. I feel like I should have. Uh, yeah, no, down. Let me just. The fuck? Are you in the group? Should be the this group. This is shit. And it's not letting me go any further. Oh god damn it! Yeah, you suck. Cause you're using new Facebook. You gotta go back. I always go back. Yeah, new, I got new 48 Facebook hours. Sucks. Every couple days. Yeah, no, it really sucks. It really sucks. Oh, I can oh, see. Oh, here, it. wait. Now I'm in. Yeah, there it is. is there it okay, is. Cool. God damn it! This Borat Two trailer, and it's only on Amazon Prime, so somebody's gonna have to give me a password to see this at okay. the end of the month. I don't know how I feel about the one thing, but all right, well, it we'll still check it looks out. I haven't seen this like yet. it's gonna be fucking funny. I did see that this was coming out. But... I love that he made it during the pandemic too. Fourteen awesome. years ago, I released movie film which brought great shame to Kazakhstan. <laughs> <laughs> but now I was instructed to return to Yankee Land to carry out secret mission. I go to America. What do you say? No, it's not me. <laughs> People make recognize my face. I would need disguises. <laughs> this man is sex criminal? No, no sex criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I will take this to be a fat like American man. Yeah? <laughs> Where is his crumb? <laughs> what is problem, officer? I don't know how I feel with the dog. Close to the throne. Uh, I'm a dress with real sexy peels. Uh, this is a bag that just goes mm. over the dress. They're nice. <laughs> I really like this. Let us present Sandra Jessica Parker Drummond. He's trying to pimp her out to the president. It's pretty funny. I want this one with the baby on it. Oh. <laughs> I have a baby inside me. Can you take it out? No, we cannot. That's not what we do. <laughs> I feel bad because I was the one who put the baby in her. <laughs> Did you ever put one in your daughter? Oh my god. <laughs> I do like that. I think it's gonna be great. They want everybody to quarantine so they don't spread this virus. Oh shit. Yeah. Stay in your home. I hope quarantine never ends. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Right? What is more dangerous, this uh, virus or the Democrat? Democrats. <laughs> Democrats. <laughs> Killing some good. of the virus. <laughs> no, you can't the virus. see the virus. No, it's still there. If you think you see a virus go like that. This makes <laughs> the virus sleepy. And then when it's sleeping, <laughs> this is amazing. My daddy is the smartest person in the whole flat world. 
Yeah, it does look great. And while the risk of coronavirus remains low, as the president said yesterday, we're ready for anything. He's got a Trump costume on. Dennis, I brought the girl for you. <laughs> Borat subsequent movie film. You fist me. Right. Uh, now I fist you? Right, there you what go. do you prefer? You fist me or I fist you? Same time. Fist each other. Right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Gonna, he's killing it. He's gonna. It's, awesome. it's, it's amazing. It's everything it needs to be. But yeah, no. It, it reminds me too. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you. Uh, Eric Andre has a movie coming out on oh. Netflix that was supposed to be in theaters, but it's kind of in the vein of Borat, cool. where it's gonna be all yeah. He like, pulls live that off too. Yeah. Street pranks and stuff he's like the best. that. Like, he's so. just as good as Sasha Baron Cohen with that shit. Like, yeah. I think we'll be back in a minute. It's about break time. Uh, where's uh, where's my break shit? Here we go. We'll be back with a little uh, Frankie sings. Frankie sings the hits and uh, too many rapes. Yeah, I love Frankie. Yeah. He hates you. Yeah. That's all he ever tells me. This is Hollywood actor Steve Coulter. And I'm appearing with the delightful scumbags, uh, Rob and Slim. Rob's the old one. Is Rob the old one? Yes. Yes. Rob is the old one. He's <laughs> <laughs> like 75. <laughs> How did you meet the boys? Did you just go by a school one day? I was, I was, at, the, I was at the bus stop. <laughs> we, we all met when me and Slambo were in seventh grade. I had a lot of candy, Steve. <laughs> he had Pokemon cards. Yeah. He, he learned us in. Did you have a puppy? Oh, I have a quick story. The box you. said three. Three puppies, but my dick was inside. Hey guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you who felt lonely or, you know, and needed something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night, or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend. Check me out on RyderDoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. Click the tab for deals and promotions. And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on RyderDoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB at adamandeve.com. 
Hey, I'm Jack. And I'm Christina. And we're the hosts of the Just Conversation podcast. A show where we critically think and discuss all sorts of exciting topics. From the big pressing issues like artificial intelligence, space exploration, and government takeovers. To the small ones like pollution in Pokemon, time traveling cat people, and the portal we found in my backyard. And we misinform all the time. Yeah, it's great. We're uncensored, politically incorrect, and childish. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and all your podcasting apps. And remember to take nothing personal. It's just conversation. Fuck yeah, where the fuck is Frankie sings the hits? Yeah. You don't need it. Shut the fuck up. You're not on this. Yeah, well, I do need it. I gotta read along. <laughs> in my, I gotta read along in my head. Where's, uh, where's my player? Uh, I guess I'll use this one. Frankie sings the hits. I'm going to pretend like you wrote this for me. Uh, yeah. You're going to mute your own mic? Yeah. Where the fuck did it go? I thought I had it ready. Let's see. What's uh, what's this one over here? Over here. Here it is. I got it ready. All right. I'm muting my mic. My mic's been muted. Yeah. Now it's time for Frankie Sings the Hits with your host with the most, Frankie Tube Stakes. Zaddy! Tight dollar sign! Hey, Zaddy gonna pull up and he gonna fuck you all night! Hey, you know, Zaddy here, and you gotta act. You got that act right. Hey, she got Zaddy running up a budget on her. Hey, she got Zaddy running up a budget on her. She keep calling me Zaddy. Uh, She keep calling me Zaddy. She keep calling me Zaddy. That little baby got a fatty. She keep on calling me Zaddy. She keep on calling me Zaddy. Uh, she keep on calling me Zaddy. That little baby got a fatty. That little baby got a fatty. She said she want to come to Cali. Brown skin from Miami. Uh, I was lit off of Zanny. She keep on calling me Zaddy. Little baby got a fatty. Little baby's got yammies. Think she ain't got on no panties. Think she ain't got on no panties. Uh, she keep calling me Zaddy. I eat it. I eat it. I beat it. Uh, I fuck her. She asked me why Frankie's so nasty. Uh, she keep on calling me Zaddy. Uh, she keep on calling me Zaddy. I give her the D. I give her the D. She keep on calling me Zaddy. Hey, Zaddy gonna pull up. And he gonna fuck you all night. Hey. Zaddy, you know Zaddy there. You got that act right. Hey, she got Zaddy running up a budget on her. Hey, she got Zaddy running up a budget on her. She keep on calling me Zaddy. She keep on calling me Zaddy. She keep on calling me Zaddy. That little baby got a fatty. She keep on calling me Zaddy. She keep on calling me Zaddy. She keep on calling me Zaddy. That little baby got a fatty. That little baby got a fatty. That little baby hella nasty. If it ain't right, 
If it ain't messy. It ain't right if it ain't messy. The little baby dropped an Audi. The little baby bout it. Bout it. <clears throat> when we get getting rowdy rowdy. Fuck a rowdy. Rowdy rowdy. She like, God damn. You know that shit big. Hold up, slow down. She keep on calling me zaddy. I fucked that bitch in a caddy. She got the dollar sign tatted. She got the dollar sign tatted. I fucked my bitch on a yacht. She said she loved me a lot. <clears throat> I fucked my bitch on a yacht. She loved when I eat the box. She loved beat the box. She loved blow a check. She loved run up a check. She loved to go shopping in Paris. She keep on calling me zaddy. She keep on calling me zaddy. I might just bust in it raw. She might just make me a daddy. Hey, Zaddy gonna pull up. And he gonna fuck you all night. Uh, hey, you know Zaddy there? You got that act right. Hey, she got Zaddy running up a budget on her. Hey, she got Zaddy running up a budget on her. She keep on calling me Zaddy. She keep on calling me Zaddy. She keep on calling me Zaddy. That little baby got a fatty. She keep on calling me Zaddy. She keep on calling me Zaddy. She keep on calling me Zaddy. The little baby got a fatty. Ah! 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 Baby drinking champagne. Bitch, get on your campaign. I never made love. Pippin what I'm made of. And I, all I see is dollar sign in between her panty line. But I ain't paying for no pussy hoe. You know how this pimping go. This bitch call me five o'clock in the morning talking some bullshit. Hey, hey, Driz. You, you know what I told this bitch? Bitch, get on your campaign. Don't call me Frankie 305. Call me Zaddy. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that's a good fucking song. <coughs> Too cool Zaddy. for the Driz. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, yeah that's what happens. It's like it just wouldn't work for him. No. It would be silly, I guess. I don't know. It's definitely. Oh my um, god. How what? is that possible? I just accidentally clicked seen by everyone. You didn't realize who everyone oh! <laughs> Somebody's looking to see Somebody's if they got any lines. Oh. <laughs> like, do oh I got any lines this weekend? <laughs> he's looking at stuff in Oh my god, it's been seven years Maybe and he's never means... looked at anything. Maybe that means he's coming back for a season. <laughs> he's thinking about oh. us. <laughs> he, that's him like, I love you guys. <laughs> I'm still looking. He's like, I'm still watching. Still but he hasn't ever. Like... <laughs> no. No, even when he was part of the show, he never looked at anything in the group. That's amazing. That's great. Might be That's stalking great. us. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Hope so. Where's, uh, here we go. Too many rapes after rapes. Entrepreneur. I wonder what this could be. You ready, Driz? Yeah. It's not, I didn't ask. I'm a fan of Boner. You, you gotta be quicker. Yeah. That's right. the same person. It's all different. Not in too many rapes. Yeah. One fine afternoon in Rapesville, the phone rang in the Oval Office. The sexy little fembot answered it. Then, after hanging up, spoke to President Tube Stakes. 
Mr. President? That was stupid Phantom Boner on the phone. He's cordially invited us to the grand opening of his new theme park. It looks like that idiot claimed squatter's rights at the old Doc Ravenstein's mansion. And he's converted it to what he's now referring to as Drizneyland. Want me to have Secret Service get a limo ready so that we can go see this shit show for ourselves? Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, yeah, baby, that douchebag is always good for a few laughs. <clears throat> when we get back later, well, we can send over a few of the old rape bots to bomb the shit out of that place. God damn it, you are so fucking sexy, daddy. I'll call for that limo right away. Finally over, and the planet saved, Captain Francis Tubestakes of Rape Force seized control of the White House, using the documents signed by Tronald Dump, forfeiting the entire country to him. He renamed it the United Rapes of America, beginning a new era never before seen. This is the story of After Rapes. Too Many Rapes is filmed in front of a live studio audience. When Frankie and the Fembot arrived at the abandoned Rapestein mansion, they found Daxter and Greaser both waiting outside. Oh, you guys get invite too? Uh, yeah, uh, can we go in and see how much this jerk-off fucked this place up now, guys? <laughs> he said he wants us to wait out here until he comes out to greet us. Or some stupid Willy Wonka shit like that. <laughs> here he comes, guys. And what the fuck is he wearing? Phantom Bono pranced up to the front gate of the mansion dressed in a leopard print leisure suit with the ass cut out of the bell bottoms and a matching top hat. Yo, 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 welcome to my new theme park, Disneyland. I'm doing this to pay off the trillions of dollars in fines from inheriting my late big-cocked Uncle Willie's business, and then use whatever money I make after that to finally record my new Brovid 19 album. Follow me in, and I'll give you guys the fall tour. You know the vibes? Yeah. <laughs> 
after everyone refused to get into Phantom Boner's nasty cum and shit-covered rape van for the tour, he crashed it through the front door of the mansion. Everyone else walked through the hole the van made. Then he got out. Jesus Christ, it's bad enough that you tried getting us in that nasty fucking van of yours, dickless. But why the fuck does it smell like cat piss in here? (laughs) Yo, yo, yo. That's because there's a million stray cats that live in here, Fembot. They make duties and pee-pee everywhere. When I broke in here last week, a bunch of the feral ones mauled the shit out of me, and my flat spot is still bleeding profusely from the attack. But now, I call it Kitty City. I drew buildings on the walls in crayon, and I'm using it as a petting zoo slash safari. I even wrote this song about it. Cats hurt when they scratch and rape me in Kitty City. Yeah, that's right. I'm alone here in Kitty City with a bunch of stray cats. There's like a million stray cats, and they rape me. And it fucking hurts, but I kind of love it. But have you ever been raped by a kitty? It's got barbed wire on its cock, so it makes you bleed a lot. And it fucking hurts in Kitty City. But you can go anywhere in the world. You can go to Puppy City, and that sucks. Giraffe City is even worse than Little Turtle City. It's just got a bunch of Little Turtle Cities, but you will only get raped by cats in kitty city yeah kitty city get that barbed wired cock in your anus as soon as phantom boners finished his horrible kitty city rap song about three thousand feral cats mauled and raped him everyone had a good laugh watching the fiasco and when the last one finished He limped upstairs with everyone following as far behind him as possible. Yo, yo, this is a restaurant where we only serve mac and cheese for 80 bucks a plate. You guys can eat here for free, though, while I rub Velveeta all over my cat wounds. It's the only thing that makes them feel better. You know the vibes? Yeah. Greaser and Daxter both ate two plates of macaroni and cheese while Frankie and the Fembot watched in horror as Phantom Boner smeared Velveeta all over his cat wounds. When he was done, everyone followed him up to the final floor of the mansion. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ on a crucifix. I didn't think this tour could get any shittier. Why are all these fucked up statues uh, of you up here, dickless? Yo, yo, yo. They're not all dickless, Mr. President. This is the Hall of Drizztis. And they're not just statues. They're automatons. See, when I flip this switch, they come to life. The first one has a cock. And it's when I fucked that dead junkie Brian who had razor blades up his ship pipe and cut my cock off. Then there's one of me from outer space with a giant ghost boner and throwing paper mache lava balls with a real crystal shard that was up my ass in a glass case. 
Then there's me getting fucked by John F. Kennedy, Elvis, and a T-Rex from all those sweet time travel adventures. And finally, at the end of the tour, there's me getting raped in my sweet van, but there's no statues of me in it. I bend over, and some of the statues rape me. You know the vibes? Fuck you. While four automatons were raping Phantom Boner, the crew walked out. As soon as they got outside, President Tubestakes instructed the Fembot and Greaser to decimate the old mansion. The Fembot hit it with dozen laser-guided missiles, while Greaser laid waste to the rest of it with a flamethrower. After a bunch of explosions, a burnt and bloodied Phantom Boner emerged from the rubble and spoke as he cried hysterically. Yo, yo, yo! How the fuck am I supposed to pay off those fines now? That's too many rapes! Yeah! <laughs> that was... Oh my god, that was too good. That was amazing. That was yeah. <laughs> those lines. Uh, uh. Holy shit, the fucking cats. <laughs> Kitty City, fucking mac and cheese. Oh my uh, god! Velveeta. Wow, we just uh, Velveeta. <laughs> I got Velveeta. Uh, that, that, that blew my load on that fucking script. I don't know what next week's gonna be. I don't know, but we'll be back in a few minutes. With Drizzle news and uh, some other shit. I actually got to be honest, no, and yeah. I'm probably gonna sound really dumb for this, but I don't even know what timeshare is. You're getting a timeshare then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna you sign you up. Uh, <laughs> All right. I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Good old timeshare slim over there. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? You want to go to Cabo? I got a place for you in Cabo. Twenty five hundred a year. That sounds good. <laughs> sign him up. Hey, it's Ryder, your favorite little phone sex doll. Let's get real for a moment. When was the last time you had a girl down on her knees worshiping your fucking perfect cock? Over on Night Flirt, my friends and I, we take really, really good care of you. We are real girls offering real connections over the phone and through personal messaging. We have it all. Whether you're looking for dirty talk, role plays, or even just a friend to talk to, call me. Don't worry. Your wife, your girlfriend, your friends, they're never going to find out. Nothing will ever show up on your phone bill, so you can be sure your dirty little secrets are safe with me. Sign up for nightflirt.com. And if you hit me up on Twitter at FlirtRiderDoll and let me know that you heard me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes for you to get a hold of the perfect little cocksucker of your dreams. The childhood home. A stroll down memory lane for some. For others, a window into the darkness of the past. Lost Hollow Constable Graham Gordon just walked through the door of his abandoned childhood home for the first time in 20 years. Now, he may never escape. 
From the mind of horror author Isaac Thorne comes a brand new novel of dark terror. The Gordon Place. Family means never having to say you're sorry. Available from IsaacThorne.com and retailers everywhere. Just so you know, this show is about scary stuff. So don't say I didn't warn you guys. And remember, don't be scared. Murderous Miners brings true tales of children who have killed. Premeditated murders, accidental killings and deaths, from toddlers to 18-year-old killers, no one is too young to take a life. Join me, War Baby, as I try to tell these stories of the young who've killed, the lives they took, and even the ones who've been left behind. Why do children kill? What do we do with young killers? And do they kill again? And until next time, don't be scared. going on yeah what's up you ready for some drizzle nose yeah what do we got go down a little bit leave the top one on there i i want to see the top one missing co definitely second uh wva yeah wva um and then man smoosh Refill, I guess, top. And then do them in that order. Do the top one first. Okay. Alright, yeah, that's how I planned it. Was that the top one there? And then, so it should be this, this, and this. Alright. I guess. Might be a little backwards, but. Colorado couple is found dead on a hiking trail, Driz. And the cops say they're not looking for suspects. Yeah, they don't care. They're like, whatever. They're old and happy. Let them die. Like like old and happy old motherfuckers do. An elderly Colorado couple reported a missing Friday night. Were found dead from gunshot wounds for the win at the midnight Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Driz. We don't need to know who shot them. They just got shot and died in love. That's right, if you're old enough and you get shot, you're just dead. You made it to the death. That's what you did, you old fucks. While police uh, have not said who was responsible, they said they uh, don't anticipate making any arrests in the case. Does that mean the cops killed them, Driz? Yeah, it sounds like it. You got a good point there, Driz. You got a good point. The bodies of Lee and Sarah Virgil were found near the Santa Fe Trail in Colorado Springs, according to Crodo. Who's Crodo, Driz? Yo, Crodo was god number six. Yeah. What were the other gods that he took out? I don't Wait, remember. God number six. The husband and wife were reported missing Friday after failing to return from the hike. What's Kakak? Who's Kakak? I don't know who is the enemy of Crota. Oh, today they fight to the death. Crota won. 
Saturday morning, the bodies were found dead. Both have been shot, according to KK TV. That's one K off of what we don't want in this country, right, Chris? We don't need the triple K TV. Police said Sunday they had identified and involved all everyone in the incident and did not expect to make any arrests. Yeah, I thought. That's good cops, yeah. right, Chris? They're like 70. Like, why do we got to bother with that shit? Those bullets, they only give a shit about Yeah, the if they didn't get shot, they would have died a heart attack tomorrow. Got a good point there, Driz. <laughs> Cocaine, meth, and weed prices have skyrocketed in Miami, Driz. Here's why. Yeah, I can tell you why. Is yeah. that because you're down there drizzling yeah. everything all over the Yeah, drizzles? that's it. Yeah, I'm running the market down there. You got a good point there, Chris. Miami secretly working with uh, Miami-Dade police detectives and informant arranged to buy cocaine from a suspected drug dealer outside a Kendall gas station this summer. What the fuck did I just say, Dre? I don't know, but the police are pissed off that prices are higher on cocaine. They're like, what the fuck? They can't afford the coke like they normally could have. You got a good point there, Chris. The cops arrested Alejandro Del Rosal Lopez. 48 years young and charge him with cocaine trafficking. Why? Why do you gotta charge that poor man? Yeah, sometimes you just get fucking trafficked. Sometimes with you gotta traffic him. As far as South Florida drug cases go, the operation was run of the mill, save for the price. $1,250 for 31 grams. Does that sound yeah, like that? Yeah, that's normal, I guess. Typically, before the pandemic, it could have been under 1000 for that. Yeah. Said Miami-Dade Lieutenant Elaine Cucunia of the Narconics Unit. Uh, the supply on the streets is not uh, easy to find. So, uh, you're blaming COVID. Yeah, well, because Trump was just like, do cocaine and it gets rid of COVID. Yeah, I heard him say that. I feel like that's why he got COVID and then it's all better now, Jez. The street level transaction was but a small and final link in the global chain of the region's infamous cocaine trade, Jez. You got a song about that? Yo, down in Miami, there's an infant cocaine trade, but it's not as infamous as the drizzle trade. That sucks, Jez. According to federal authorities, Drugs such as cocaine, heroin, and methamphetamine have increased between 20 and 50 percent of street value, largely because of restrictions on the U.S.-Mexico border. So it is Trump's fault, you son of a bitch. Fuck that. But, uh, yeah, dramatically reduced air travel between South Florida and South America has also affected supplies. They say, supply them, supply them all, Drews. Right? Your prices go up when you don't have the supply. Yeah. And Why also, Trump man. said cocaine cures COVID. It's on his Twitter. Got a good point there, Driz. Wouldn't be surprised. I say the best for last, Driz. 
West Virginia woman plotted with father to kill a boyfriend and then married a dad for the wind drift. Yo, that's a good father. Father of the fucking year. Oh, is that a good father or a good daughter? I don't know. Y'all yeah, both. Last great. week, a judge sentenced a West Virginia woman to 40 years in prison after she pleaded guilty to killing a boyfriend back in 2019. Let the matter now is 2020. And with assistance from a biological father, who then she married, Driz. Yeah, they both look boring. They both look yeah. hot as fuck. Local yeah. reports from W Venus, the Bluefield Daily Telegraph, and Woey confirmed Amanda Michelle Naylor, McClure, 31 years young, was sentenced Thursday, 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 for a role in the February 2019 murder of John Thomas McGuire, 38. McGuire, McClure, had been dating McGuire when they were both living in Minnesota. Yo, I fucking love Wally. He's way better than Wavy. Wally. Yeah, is Wally's better than Wavy. McGuire's dismembered body was discovered in September 24, 2019, in a shallow grave in Sky Gutsky, West Virginia. Yeah, Chris. fucking shallow. You ever been in Sky Gutsky? Yeah, I've been in Sky Gutsky. What'd you yeah. do over there, Scott Gutsky? I drizzled on some shallow grave or something. McClure yeah. pleaded guilty to second degree murder back in July, a month before her sex offender father, Larry Paul McClure Sr., 55, was sentenced to life without mercy for killing McGuire. Yeah, they, it was a shallow grave because their noses were poking out of the ground. Yeah. Larry McClure. Well, a Kentucky man was living in West Virginia after being released from prison where he served time for being a sex offender. Just that sounds like a sitcom. Yeah. Sounds like my sex offender dad. Yeah. Coming to West Virginia. <laughs> This fall on NBC. During last week's hearing, Amanda McClure said McGuire was killed because he was with me. My dad didn't want anyone else near me. Which has got a good point there, right, Driz? That's a good dad. dad. She told the court McGuire was not killed after telling Larry he was in love with Amanda and wanted to marry her. What the fuck is that, Driz? I don't know, but Daddy was like... I wish I could bring John back. Amanda said he was a good man. She's got a good point Daddy didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> There's some good stories. Cool. I like Wowie. Yeah. <laughs> Wowie. I feel like that's another sign that Swavy's coming back. Where's the celebrity shit? Uh, we got to go down a bit. Definitely struggle. Yeah. Definitely Prez. What's that? Uh, so. White, tick, quartz, go quartz, and then go, uh, uh, Kanye. All right, uh, here we go. This is Slim Celebrity Gossip News. Oh, yeah. What's going on, guys? This is Slim, and I have some celebrity news and gossip for you tonight. Donald Trump struggles breathing upon Whoa. White House return, but I thought he was immune. Gasping for video air. Too. There's a video of him gasping for air. Well, and we don't we even have to read. First? We just have to watch yeah. the video of him gasping for air. I feel like we should just watch. Christmas is coming soon. Christmas gifts for yourself and your friends. It's October, motherfucker. Just having trouble breathing and trying not to show it. 
Uh, Mazcon, he's walking up the balcony to give his dictator speech. Dictatorship. <laughs> he looks more like King Jong-un. He does. Every day. Okay, here he is ripping the mask off like a pro. I don't need this shit. Is that the helicopter going off? I think so. That he is does that during everything. everything. Maybe come back here. Oh yeah, he's like trying to like maintain a straight face here. Thumbs up, no, he's strong, he's, he's immune, Driz. He's, he's immune. Whoever you are, look how armored he is. This is like I just got back from the hospital. I'm all I good. just got this orange on my face. How my suit look. I can't hear any gasping over the helicopter. That's it. He just stands <laughs> there while the helicopter fucking runs. This is just that is. is that? I don't gotta talk. That's a helicopter talking for me. I, my, my. Is this him gasping? My spirit is animal this? is is a helicopter. He does look like he's, he's about to pass out. Okay. He's, he's saluting. Oh, he's. Whoa! Oh. That was a hard salute. Yeah. Look at the helicopter blowing that hand drift. Yes. <laughs> It looks fantastic. This is great. This is what we... <laughs> Look at him, like, he's waving. He's posing. He's healthy. Look at that he's wave. He's doing a little profile. He's up and... I didn't see any gas. Wow. Okay. He stared and gulped. Yeah, I guess. I don't Check know. Check out that video. Climbing the stairs after being discharged. Trump appears to be gas. He did look like he was... Didn't there was the a grace. point where he looked like he was going to, like, pass out. I didn't see some he noticeable... Does, just wave? Like, he yeah, just, like, that was his... Look and wave while helicopters... I don't is know. that like you don't run a car every six months during the winter like it's gonna die so he just has to have a helicopter idling on his lawn <laughs> remember we know that Trump receives supplemental oxygen at least twice over the past three days uh, blah 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 blah, blah. Uh, Trump's wondering if he's immune I, looks like he is he is completely immune to COVID-19 and wind and wind 19 <laughs> What else? Blows his hair beautifully. Um, Courtney Kardashian. Not pregnant. Qu- Quatec. Just up with a the Kardashians. What's qu- oh, keeping, keeping up, up with, the, with Kardashians. the Kardashians. Quatec. Just a tease. Uh, Courtney Kardashian is not carrying her fourth child with what Scott Diskick. Despite she likes that distick. <laughs> distick. Despite strong speculation, she's, she's pregnant. pregnant. As you know, the trailer for Keeping Up with the Kardashians season nineteen. I thought it got canceled season finally. Nineteen. Wow. Was that just like a stunt that they were I canceling? Uh, season nineteen dropped last month, insinuating Courtney and Scott are back together, and she's having his baby. Courtney's recent Instagram post featuring a shadow. Um, it looks some like a eagle-eyed. It looks like a horse. Some eagle-eyed fans thought looked like a baby bump. No, no, it looks Her like a fucking looks horse. Flat and, it looks and like, hey guys, I just fucked a horse. Uh, <laughs> kept the rumor mill. Looks like Slim's <laughs> internet <laughs> history. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, but we've. <laughs> I always look up Kardashians fucking horses. Um, turning, but we've learned that's simply not the case. Sources close to Courtney tell TMZ she is not you pregnant again. You close two syllables. And she's happy That's more being a, a mother of three. As for the aquatoc scene, we're told it was taken out of context as a teaser. Bottom line, our sources say Courtney and Scott are not together as a couple. They're just very good friends and co-parents. Friends with benefits, huh? Friends with benefits. 
impregnating yeah. each other and having a baby or you something. Can't have a butt, baby. All right. Kanye West, VP pick for American Independence Party. Plan is to hurt Biden votes in CA. I don't think this no. matters, but somebody, yeah. some independent chose him as a VP just to hurt Biden. Kanye West isn't a top uh, choice on the presidential ticket in Cali, but the reason he's been tapped to be VP to someone else is all about an attempt to screw Joe Biden. You might have heard Kanye will be a vice presidential candidate in the Golden State, the running mate alongside a guy named Rocky D. La Fonte. Didn't we talk to him years ago? I feel ago? like we did. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've interviewed like one Rocky. Rocky, <laughs> Rocky Laporte. He is a comedian. Yeah. I don't want to mix him up in this oh, okay. story. Who's running for uh, pres from the American Independent Party, the AIP, amidst choosing Yay as Veep um, was an anti Dems strategy. I, I love that. Yeah, like, look what I'm doing here. I'm just, like, blatantly admitting it. Like, yeah. Yeah, you guys are just douchebags. So. Mark Ham Robinson, vice chairman of the AIP, tells TMZ party leaders nominated Kanye to be on the ticket with D.L. Fonte at their state uh, convention in late August. And no, they did not run it by KW or RDLF for that matter. K-dubs. That's just how the AIP does it. Oh, there's a lot more words. Yeah, there's a lot. Hear. There's like too much. But yeah, some dude's just doing vote, some douchebag shit. And vote. Blah, blah, is it do with a cover girl, a clever, oh, clever I, girl mask? I, I thought that was Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. That's what I thought too. It says clever girl? Yeah, I don't know. And it's a guy? Shouldn't the girl in the middle? Did they fuck the mask up? I think they did. I feel like the girl in the middle should be wearing so the clever, clever girl. So clever girl? Is that like you're fucking over uh, Biden? Is that what a clever girl Maybe. is? Like a proud boy? And then there's clever girls. I get it. Clever girls in the park. I know the, the vibes. Jurassic that sounds like a jizz park. song. Yeah. Clever girls in the park. They may I went they to a Jurassic Park and I wanted to see a T-Rex, but all I saw was a clever girl. Yeah. That's clever girl. Mm. Oh, well, it's not clever rap. <laughs> All right, I guess we're gonna break. We'll be back with some interviews. Yeah, some interviews mm. for your fat faces. So you listen up, stick around, hang out. We'll be back. Hi, uh, my name's Larry, and uh, I'm an Elvis impersonator on Chatterbait, and uh, this is the Robin Slim Show. Hi, this is Rhonda. I'm the cam girl who dresses like Paul Giamatti, and this is the Robin Slim Show. Now it's time for the Robin Slim Show. Two guys who've been kicked out of every Spencer's gift in the tri-state area. With Rob. Yeah, I never met a public library that I didn't beat off in. And Slim. The majority of my paycheck goes to phone sex. And that guy who you wish didn't say the thing that he just said. Well, um, you know, my 12-year-old girlfriend told me that I'm not allowed to say gypsies no more. Skadoosh. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? 
Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 855-380-FAST, 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 855-380-3278. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Ben, why should anybody listen to Blockbuster Mentality? I mean, seriously, why should any of these people that we've interrupted while they're listening to their favorite podcast check us out or even turn off this show and go straight to our show? That's a great question, Dave. People should listen to us because we point out the most important details of movies and television. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the really important stuff like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru in Star Wars. What exactly are their living quarters underground? But it's not just that, Ben. We produce high quality audio that is exactly right Dave because we will have my daughter interrupt us on every single episode <laughs> and we have an amazing stars in popcorn rating system we measure on quality and entertainment value listen to blockbuster mentality every Monday on all major podcast platforms and connect with us on Twitter at blockbustercast. so grab some popcorn grab some snacks we'll catch you guys at the movies Hey, this is Jake and Adam from the Hopper. That's right. Cutting a promo, but we fucking hate promos. Promos are tough. What do we do? We got to promote ourselves, but it's not really our fucking forte. No, it's not. We fucking hate them. They're a pain in my ass. They're a pain in your ass. So you know what? We're getting through this together. If you hate dumb shit as much as we do, give the Harper guys a listen. That's you, right. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Facebook, Instagram, theharperguys.com. Twitter. At... The Harper guys. Or, sh- or shoot it. What? That, that. Mama. That's what we do all the time. Shoot us an email at theharperguys at gmail.com. That's right. Can't wait to hear from you soon. Let's do this. Hip hip. Cheerio. Robinson Show. Hey, what's up? What's up, Felicia Rose, the People's Tramp? How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? <laughs> good, good. It's uh, not so often we get to refer to a woman as the, the Tramp. So, how did you get the name, the People's Tramp? Um, it's kind of corny to say I gave it to myself, right? I gave it to myself. That's kind of awesome, though. You know, if you, if you it got it, it pulled off the tongue one day. You know, I'm a slut. It just happened. I don't know. We're all sluts. We're all sluts. We're all going to die someday. Like, just be, be, be sluts and have fun. Right. Exactly. And I'm also, I do consider myself the tramp of the people. I truly feel like whether you come to me for, you know, sex advice or to get off or just to find solace in the fact that there's another come guzzling whore out there. That's essentially... I feel like that's my role you in society, it. so fuck it. You, know? you embrace it, and, and you're helping. You're doing a service, as as the people like, the people love. Uh, so yeah, but you, you started um, by doing um, 
like sexually orientated uh, uh, wrestling signs, correct? I mean, I didn't, I didn't plan for that to be a thing. To be honest with you, it was, it just happened at a show. I was being goofy, and my seats were super far away, so it was really a sign that I made to like entertain my friends. Really, I was drunk and being silly. Well, yeah, um, and that's... I was like, hey, women are always sexualized. Fuck this. Let's sexualize a dude. Sex and then, um Sex out. It just, uh, I snuck down into a section that was closer where there was like empty seats. And then it just kind of blew up from there because by the time I like walked outside, it was on Botchamania. So, um, yeah, that's, and then I just continued. People were pissed off, obviously. Yeah. Like, uh, girl can't be sexual. No She's harassing girls. people. No. And while I understand that side of it, and I do understand the, uh, I understand why people think that it could be seen as sexual harassment. Um, and I do not condone sexual harassment in any kind of sense. Nor it wasn't, that was never the intention and it never was something that anybody ever told me they were uncomfortable with. Most actually, eventually most people told, uh, knew ahead of time if I was going to hold a sign for them. And then eventually it was like written into wrestling storylines. So cool. I, I do understand yeah. why I'm hated and that's fine. Uh, sorry if your kid saw that sign or whatever. But if your kid knows what, what no flips just fist me means, then you have more problems on your hand than my sign in fucking class. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're you're the problem, bad parents. I don't know. What was I the one? Because I was yeah. going to ask. You, you just said what one of them was, but I was curious if you can give some examples to what these signs had said. Sure. Um, so the first one said, face fuck me Finn, which was obviously, that was like the, uh, that was the first one. I never, again, I would never want children to see such <laughs> vitriol on a side, you know? So that was definitely not my intent in that at all. Yeah. It just so happened. I held it up for all of like fucking nine seconds anyways, but yeah. still, um, then yeah. after that, I decided to be a little bit more, um, you know, punny with it. So I did, I did like a revival ripoff and I did no flips, just fist me, which made it into a shirt. Um, I did come here, rude boy, boy, is you big enough? Big rulers. That was fun. I, like um, I did like silver bullet club and silver bullets are a vibrator. Um, I did what the fuck else. Have I, I've done so many, like, I can't even remember half of them at this point. I have so many on sale now. Oh, one awesome. was like awaiting the resurrection, but I got it on TV because it said erection, but they didn't notice it was not a spell. They, they were like, oh, she just spelled it wrong. But really, it was <laughs> she just made a lot of capitals on erection. Yeah, like, oh, so they would censor uh, your, your, were your signs being censored on TV? Well, um, I never, so I, I personally never tried to even be on TV. People said that they saw it the first night live on NXT. I don't actually know if that's true. Maybe that's true. Either way, I never really was like, oh, I'm going to try to get on TV with like this really right. – I knew I would get kicked out if I did that, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I had to make it more tongue-in-cheek or punny or something that's like – so if I was close – like at one point I had like ringsider seats, and that's when I did like awaiting the resurrection with erection because Finn Balor was no, not on the roster at the time. Or had just come back or something. So, <laughs> essentially, um, yeah, like, if I knew I would be on TV because of my seat, I would make sure it was something, like, you know, a little less, like, over the top. Right. But yeah. at the same time, you know, I I wasn't being censored. I just wasn't, you know, I was trying to, like, 
fly under the radar. Like one time I had a sign that said my sign is dirty and it literally just had dirt on it. <laughs> and that was not me. <laughs> That's funny. I love it. Love it. But you started Basically, I just like to make myself laugh. And I'm kind of a cunt because of it, so I know. <laughs> We're all cunts. You me yeah. this cunt. We're all cunts. Yeah. But just... you also got you also got a gig out of it, right? You you are a manager on on wrestling. Well, I don't know if I'd say I got a gig out of it, but I got attention from it in the wrestling realm. And then from there, I became friends with somebody that was starting a promotion himself. And he was like, he, he was on my couch brainstorming like silly things to do at his promotion. And as a fan of wrestling, I was like, hey, why not like stuff like this and this? And he's like, what is, would you ever want to manage? And I was like, I don't want to take bumps because I'm like 30 and old and I'm in pain. But yeah, after 30, getting a hit is it's not fun. It's not fun getting a hit. Yeah, and the other, I like, I have migraines. A lot of people are like, why don't you train to wrestle? And I'm like, listen, I, I, I can do enough stuff that like, if I really, really wanted to, I could do some stuff and train and all that. But at the same time, like, my migraines aren't worth it. I really just, it, I probably would never ever be fucking cleared. So. It just became like a, if you will hire me to work and not have to take a bump or do like minimal physical things, like let my voice shine or let my character shine, then then we can work on it. And plenty of promotions have been cool with it. You know, they're like, yeah. I, it's not that I'm untrained to handle myself in a ring, but I'm untrained to do the stuff that other managers are doing. And I totally understand why people won't book me because of that. I mean, yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to kind of rationalize why would I pay Mind you, I'm not expensive, but it's hard to rationalize why would I pay for this person to stay travel to me when she can only bring a limited thing to this. Mm. But at the same time, I, I always like bust my ass to promote and I always make sure that the fans that are going to the shows to see me fucking love me and want to make sure that they meet me after. And, you know, they're there in part to see me. So I try yeah. to make it an experience no matter what. And I try to make it your money's worth. But at the same time, I totally get why people like shit on me and they're like, this bitch doesn't belong in the ring. And I'm like, I get it. I, I see other valleys and managers untrained sometimes. And I'm like, Oh, like that. I, I get it. I understand. Yeah. But at the same time, I've never put myself in a situation where I was unsafe or I put anybody else in a, like I practice everything ahead of time. If there is a physical spot, you know, I'm very like, as much as I sound like I'm a, you know, a trucker loving whore. I'm mostly a professional businesswoman, and everything I do is relatively calculated when it comes to, you know, something on that level. Like, I'm not going to make your fucking promotion look stupid by fucking something up, especially if it's a physical thing. You know, maybe I, I might miss a word on the mic, but I'm not going to, yeah. you know, put myself or your wrestlers in danger, essentially. So. Uh, I'm kind of curious, though, because I, I don't keep up on wrestling if Rob does more than I do. I, I do because of my kids. My kids are way into it. Yeah. And still, I, I can't keep track. I watch when they're up. I, we watch it together. But then when they're back at their mom's, like, my one son will message me, and I'm like, oh, cool. And he's like, no, that's not cool. He's a heel now. And I'm like, oh, I can't even keep up with all this. <laughs> too much. Right, right. <laughs> but, but I was curious. So, like, what, like, what do managers usually do? Do they get, like, involved? Do they end up, like, wrestling? Like, I don't Sometimes know. Sometimes they get hit. Sometimes yeah. they get, they get choke slammed or. I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely a, a level of um, physicality. Of physicality to management, oh, okay. and even yeah. you know even refs, for example, <laughs> are supposed to be trained to take bumps. So essentially, if you're walking in, aside from maybe like ring announcers, if you're walking into the ring, you are putting yourself in a position where you could be potentially taking a bump. And I think a yeah. lot of times people like the pop of the physicality of the person who's not supposed to be 
getting in, right. into it and physical, which is why I found ways around it. I've done things like created my own little move called the tit splits, which is just a motorboat. But you know, <laughs> different things like that. It's like I saw uh, you know, the wrestler who tit splits you. He, you thought you had him, but he came out to the ring and oh, he, yeah, he got you. Oh yeah, that was that was that's amazing. That. You know, like things like that. Like I, I really like to to do like physical things where I am still. It's very known that I'm not trying to get actually into the the, mm. the middle of the wrestling. I'm right. I'm more so trying to get my men or my women to win, and I'll do whatever quote unquote whatever it takes to get them to win. So you know, it's things like, you know, ripping open my shirt and shoving a chick's head into my tits and <laughs> rubbing it around. You know, things like that. Asserting your dominance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're the alpha female. Level of, you know, entertainment. So. <laughs> so Felicia, do you also do porn? Yes, I mean, people say that I, I don't do porn or I'm not a porn star, but fuck you. I do porn and I'm a porn star because last time I checked, the only thing that pays my fucking bills is sex work. So I'm a fucking porn star. I cool. do porn and I've been doing it publicly for five years. Um, I've been doing it on many vids for the last two years and it's my only job. So wow. That's what I do. Pays the bills. I'm, I'm on SO as far as COVID goes. Like, uh, did, has that had a, had a damper on, on your work? Yeah, I mean, obviously we can't, us sex workers out there, we have to be really, really, really careful. We're not supposed mm. to be filming with other people. Or we're not supposed to be even, you know, having someone in the room filming for us. You know, there's so many different layers to it. So, of course, it's definitely hard. Um, it's It put a huge hole in my pocket at first because everybody was scrambling to be like, what do we do with our money? We want to hold on to it. We're all nervous about COVID, all this shit. And then there was like an uptick because people got bored and wanted to jerk off a lot. Yeah. I personally have kind of like a niche market. I have a lot of wrestling fans, but I also, I'm kind of a verbal fucking dynamo. I don't know what you want to call me, but people like me speaking for some reason. So I really like try to tap into that market when I can. The other problem is I have a lot of roommates in our home because they're all unemployed. So like, I don't have the space to actually create content. Okay. To, like, kick these motherfuckers out. and that's, <laughs> Get out there. Like, I gotta make some yeah, movies. Yeah, like, get on the roof, motherfuckers. <laughs> I got a fucking orgasm for three hours on camera because I'm shy. Like, oddly enough, I'm shy. I'm, I'm modest. I'm very, like, if you're not a part of the scenario, I don't want you hearing the scenario. Yeah. And they also don't want to trigger anybody. You know, I'd be, I'm talking about some weird shit in some of these porns, you know? Yeah, that, that, there's a lot that comes shit. into it. Yeah, you don't want your roommate who's just there to, to live, like, hearing all that shit. Yeah. Right. Head, I'm a very mental person. Like, things can, things fuck me up mentally super easily. So, like, if I'm not feeling it, I'm not feeling it. And I, I, I commit myself to enjoy everything I make. So if I'm not enjoying it, I refuse to make it. Like, so, for example, if somebody's like, hey, I want you to make me a custom video of you doing X, Y, Z, mm. and I'm not comfortable with Z, you're not getting that because... I don't want Good. to ever portray anything that isn't 100% me enjoying myself. And I think that's why I have a fan base that keeps coming back because they understand, you know, these are real orgasms. These aren't fucking, this isn't me shaking my booty in the camera and trying to get your $5 a month on OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. Respect to all of those girls. I love them all. But I'm really there to actually provide an experience. I yeah. want people to connect with me. I want people to be able to say like, there's so many people in, you know, my messages every day or whatever, 
direct customers or people that buy from me online that say like you helped me through a bad time by being able to like open up about this fetish I like or whatever the fuck it is. And so it's yeah. in a weird way, it's like partially sex therapy and partially porn. So yeah, I my, feel like that's that's your part. I like I feel like that's in a different way. Yeah, what'd you say? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I feel like that sets you apart. Like where that's something totally, totally genuine and, and real. Yeah, like I don't want to say. No, the other girls don't do that. Plenty of women out there do that, and plenty right. of men out there, and plenty of non-binary people out there do that. But I will say the compliments I receive are often in that realm of I've been looking for something more engaging or more whatever, or where I can actually talk to the person and they reply, and you are that person. And I'm like, great, that's awesome. I'm glad that I'm doing something right. Um, it doesn't mean I'm a fucking millionaire off of it. I'm still struggling every day to eat. But yeah. at the end of the day those people are sexually satisfied and that's literally, you know, every time somebody's like, go back to corporate America, you were making six figures, get it out of that. I'm like, yeah, but I was also fucking miserable and I wasn't making anybody else life fucking happy. So like, why can't I spread love with my pussy? Fuck this. I'm going to make this shit work. If it's the last thing I goddamn do, it's my like life dream to be a porn star. So fuck it. Do it. Yeah, do it. You got that. Yeah. You got that, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn. But you also do a podcast, and I, I love it. I listened to some last night. I know Slim listened to some today called The Screw, and it's with a guy named A-Love. Yes. So The Screw So the screw actually was just – it's been through many iterations. We started our a vlog, like a, like a like an actual vlog back – fucking 12 years ago i want to say yeah 12 years ago before i moved to brooklyn and it was about sex and we were trying to teach people all sorts of stuff it was like sex sex education plus us talking about like our deviant behaviors and trying to normalize it and making it you know the nonchalance of sex is essentially what i go by and and that's what i wanted to do and then that a love and i we ended up um moving apart like we first we moved to brooklyn together but then we moved apart and so we that just kind of died then oh. when he moved back to New York City, we are like, yeah, let's fucking do this shit again. So I had been toying with it in a studio set up, setting, and it wasn't a setting for me. It was too, like, lights, camera, action, be funny, or be, you know, and I'm like, I'm not, I want to just, like, kind of sit back and talk, like, smoke a blunt and talk about fucking, you know what I mean? And, like, <laughs> make it make it sound like somebody sitting on their living room couch and explaining to you what your vast deference is. And how to milk your prostate so that you don't get fucking cancer. You know, shit like that. <laughs> and then also explain to you, like, my five gang gang stories. This is, like, what we wanted. So that turned into the screw, which is great. It's It's been in a lull because of COVID and just mental health stuff going up and down. Like, we're, everybody's a fucking mess right now. We know that. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to get back into it. But the other part is that we're creating a podcast network for it. Not just for the screw, but for queer people in general we want to uplift queer voices people of color queer voices of color and we are essentially going to use that as you know sort of a anchor podcast to kind of do a shoot off of a bunch but like for example right now we have um a brand new podcast that's about to be released and this is going to be called new queer order whenever this fucking shit comes out but the podcast itself is a trans woman of color talking about her fucking experiences and like that's sort of what i wanted to do is like that's not awesome. just me. It, it, well, too, obviously. We wanted to create a door to open it to other people. We're two white people talking about our experiences. We don't need to hear all of that. There's too much of that shit out there. So That's still good to hear, but uh, yeah. Could, like, 
bring in other voices and, and give them a platform and uplift them. So we're currently working on that. We have an awesome producer named B. Shout out to B. And Cameron Jarrell is going to be the first podcast that we have going out is uh, Tranos and the live experience. I just recorded the intro to it. So I'm super excited to just get to have the screw. Whatever what happens with the screw is whatever. But I'm really excited for that to be like a jump off for other people to be able to get their voices heard. That's fucking awesome. And yeah, I, I just was going to ask how you met uh, A-Love, but if it sounds like you've known him for a long time. We met in human sexuality psychology class in oh. our junior year of college. And it was like an eight-person nighttime course at like a school, uh, like a college that was, you know, like, what the fuck? Not community college, but a state college. There you go. I'm like, where did I go? <laughs> you know, so we had this. I'm so dumb with this. So we had this, like, you know, ability to sort of be a little bit less fucking professional in that setting, I guess. And yeah. we're all in a circle one day, and the teacher had said something funny about, not funny, but was just talking about something dirty. And I made a joke, and he looked across at me and was like, fuck. You're hilarious. You're my new best friend. And we literally it. just became best friends from yeah. that. Wow, and then that's we awesome. started our we we had an LGBTQ organization that was about to die. Like we were about to lose all of the money from it because nobody kept it up. Nobody like uh reinstated the charter for it. So then we were like, fuck it. Let's make a fucking LGBTQ organization on campus. So we did that and we fucking provided, you know, HIV testing on site and all this other shit and a, a safe space for people to come and actually just be queer and be themselves. So that was beautiful. And then from there, that's kind of where we got the idea to do um, the vlog that ended up into a podcast, which is what we're talking about right now. Very cool. Yeah, the show, I feel, is just chill, smart, and thought-provoking. Like, I, that that was the main things I got from it. It's really cool. You guys talk about whatever is going on in your lives and it just is a really good experience oh thanks well i appreciate that it's um it like i said it died out for a little bit but we're definitely getting back into it and we want to really dive deep into some other shit because you know there's all sorts of things that i haven't talked about yet on there like trauma for example and we need to talk about those things it's okay to say that you have had a traumatizing past but you still have a healthy relationship with sex for example so yeah different things like that like we gotta. We're gonna stop doing this, like, you know, just goofing around kind of shit, and we're gonna do a little bit more serious stuff here and there. But then I'll still talk about my gangbangs, obviously, because everybody wants to hear that. So. What? Yeah, tell us about some gangbangs. What's uh, the craziest thing that's <laughs> happened in, in a gangbang, Felicia? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say the weirdest thing that ever happened in gangbang was somebody like. <laughs> felt morally corrupt and left during it. <laughs> Whoa! I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I have to rethink this. Like, I, I got it wrong. Like, wow. Like, yeah, I feel like if you're there, if you're committed, like, that's where it's going to go down. Wow. Well, well so I, I, I have found in my uh, porn addiction, I have found uh, Chesek gangbangs, which I love, and it's like a hundred men just fucking one girl. But a oh. lot of them... Well, we're like mask and shit because they're like apparently like yeah high up like government officials and stuff I've that seen are a trying lot. to they hide the masquerade masks. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, they wear a teddy bear. These guys yeah. dress like a teddy bear. <laughs> like, it's yeah, cool. There's, there's a bunch of people that 
that want to film with me, and they're like, only if I can wear a mask. Like, yeah. Yeah, fucking whatever. Like, <laughs> no one wants to see your fucking stupid face anymore. No. I just want to see your dick in <laughs> yeah. my mouth. That's the, it. The dick in, in the <laughs> hole. That's that's what we all want to see. We all want to see. We don't, we don't want to see the face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, of I, the guy. Me. It's everybody out there wants to see something different, but yeah, I feel like more often than not, it's my face people are focusing on if they're clicking on my video. So it's like whatever. You did, know? did that kill the horniness in the room though? When that guy like walked out, that right? every other, other guy just like, gets soft. Whoa, like, I need an extra fluffer over here. <laughs> that guy. Honestly, like filth kind of like drives me. So if I know something's like extra naughty, like oh this turns you off so bad that you gotta leave or whatever the fuck, like fuck yeah, let's go. Oh, oh yeah, God. that took a next Whoa, level. Kind of <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome. But I wonder. I'm. I. I I'm. I'm kind of curious about that guy now. Like, was it a guy that just like loved gangbang porn and was like, I'm gonna be in one of yeah. these and was just and like, this just is like, not what I minute. like. This isn't right. Wait a minute. <laughs> there was there was no camera there. He just was invited into a scenario by his friend who was. Oh kind of the I, the person that set it up was the only person I knew in the situation. Oh, okay. He set this five-person gangbang up in oh. a bunch of buddies or whatever. I can't exactly say where it was, but it was like yeah. a place where men hang out together. And uh, um, <laughs> and he set this shit up and I guess one, I don't know if the guy had a girlfriend or what the fuck the problem was, but yeah. he was just like, I, I'm oh, I'm oh, I can't do this. <laughs> He just agreed to it because he wanted those cool points with his buddy. He wanted to impress his friends. Yeah, he, he was, was like, yeah, I'm down with this. And he was like, yeah, wait yeah, a minute. Bro, fuck this shit so hard. Yeah, bro. I gotta go with my stomach hurts. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Felicia, I want to ask you. It's the first time I grossed a person out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I want to ask, too, do you have a lot of people um, contact you on how to get into the adult industry? Um, I do, but also it's sort of kind of out there now. It takes like two seconds to figure it out. But I have like my one of my last podcasts explains like that, you know, goes through like 10 suggestions for like starting and, you know, I, I almost say OnlyFans, but I don't even use I fucking denounce OnlyFans. I hate that site. I, so I've, like starting, I've only heard of it, of people talking about it. Yeah. But is that like the entry? Is that like the gateway drug? The, the OnlyFans? <laughs> like, I... I don't know. I mean, I think there's there's levels to this shit, right? So some people say all of it is sex work to me, but essentially there are people who are just taking photos and they're just showing off their bodies and they're like, listen, I don't do porn. Please stop asking me to like get railed on camera. And I actually kind of feel bad for a lot of those girls because, or, or men. I shouldn't. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm I'm fucking labeling it as just girls, but. Um, I feel bad for those people because a lot of times there's this expectation set because it's like, well, I can buy $5 of an OnlyFans from this person over here who gets railed and takes loads to their face. Or I could buy, buy a $5 OnlyFans from you and all I'm going to see is maybe like your booty cheeks and your pussy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to go with the other person. So it, it is sort of like it, def- it definitely depends on if the person has like fans and blah, blah, blah. And, how- and so I do feel like some people end up doing more than they uh, you know originally signed up for because they realize they need to but i don't think you need to i think that there's a market for everything and i think that everybody out there can show off whatever the fuck they want and somebody will buy it it takes some work it takes some time it takes a ring light and it takes a clean room but you can do it and it's not something to feel bad about just because you're not willing to like scarf down an eight inch dick on camera that's okay you don't have to do that you 
you are just as fucking respectable as anybody that's, you know, taking a dick in their ass and pussy at the same time. You know what I mean? Yes. So I, I, I don't want to say it's like the gateway, but it's definitely there's there's different levels to it. But I feel like a lot of people first make it OnlyFans for, OK, let me try it. Let me like dabble in this. Let me get more comfortable with my body and things like that. And I think that's beautiful. I think it's so cool to see this influx of people that are just like, this is my fucking body. Like, let's celebrate that shit. I yes. will say I I also feel bad because I understand that there's repercussions from having that kind of stuff out there. So I know personally I will never be able to be hired in a corporate situation unless they're fucking cool about that shit, you know? And that's very rare. So, but I also take dick on camera. So it's like, there's a balance to it. And I understand people, you know, people's comfort levels, that's their own. And I, I hope nobody like ever... You know, if you sign up, well, I should say this, for the people listening that do subscribe to things like a ManyVids or an OnlyFans or whatever site, don't ever shame someone for not doing something that they aren't comfortable with, that's fucked up. Don't do it. If you are disappointed with what you purchased, too bad, move on with your fucking Move on, exactly, them. exactly. Uh, one of our close friends is a phone sex girl, um, and she, she's had guys dumb enough to buy an audio twice and give her bad reviews just because they they were like, I already had this audio. Oh. Like, you, right, you, you're you right. the dumb fuck that bought that the bought same audio twice. twice. Her name is Ryder now. Like, she does amazing, amazing what she does. But, yeah, every now and then she'll get a bad review just because the, the dummy bought a, an audio twice. Like, that's your fault, oh. motherfucker. I, I'll say this, and I don't know if I'm opening myself up to the trolls that fucking hate me that are now going to go, like fucking ruin my shit but i've only had one person ever be like i'm disappointed and it was because he said i sounded like a banshee coming <laughs> what it's kind of hot though if that's yeah, what you sound like i'm, I would I'm say the banshee it. fetish guys were like <laughs> fuck yeah i'm buying this guys are all over i, I want a banshee i was like oh i'm sorry that by i i don't know i i don't i i didn't even know what to do i felt bad for like a minute and then i was like why? Why do I feel bad? Like that? I'm sorry that my organic orgasm is a turnoff for you. I like, would uh, use that as a selling point. Six bucks. Like I'm sorry. You bro. Like, you, you ain't ever heard of banshee come like this banshee comes. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. So if you like hearing a banshee come or uh, a chick tell you what to do with her dick, I'm the girl. <laughs> Felicia, well, I do want to say one thing before we wrap this up. Is you said earlier that one of the things you need is a clean room. Well, I want to see a girl get fucked in like a room that I live in, like just a pile of clothes, <laughs> a lot of cat and, hair, a lot of cat hair, and just empty beer bottles, a lot of shame, fr- fruit little... flies, yeah. like. That's... <laughs> <laughs> your shit now i will say people like seeing things that are realistic like they want me to fuck ugly people in porn and shit like that. dirty laundry all, all over like, the place yeah. <laughs> but i i personally aesthetic wise i always suggest to at least like tidy up because right. it's distracting that's all you know oh, yeah. like okay. if you're this fruit fly here, i can't fuck. come with the fruit fly here <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if y'all have ever seen uh, what the fuck is it? Is it Desperate Housewives with fucking the the redheaded chick and she's like trying to fuck her husband in a motel and there's like a burrito falling <laughs> off the table and she like can't concentrate. That's me. Like I I just 
I personally like a nice clean background. Um, I've, I've tried to up my game in trying to provide said clean background. I just think it's a distracting thing. No shame to anybody that wants to get fucking down and dirty on your pizza boxes on your floor. Go for it. There is a market for that, 100%. Pizza guys. I personally think it's nicer to see a nice clean setup just because... I don't know. When I see that, I think UTI, yeast infection. <laughs> All the best. Awesome. Oh, Thank damn. you. Love Thank you, you, Felicia. This has been amazing. I'm not amazing. shaming anyone. I'm no. talking me personally. It's where my brain goes. I see a dirty room. I immediately. Now, I'm not talking about like a check glory hole situation. Give me all the cum and piss everywhere. That's hot. Yeah. But... That, I'm talking like that works. If it's your bedroom and you didn't like push in your drawer, and I can see your fucking t-shirt stolen out, it's distracting. I want to fold them for you. I'm too OCD for that shit. Felicia, where can everybody find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Felicia Rose. You can find me naked on Twitter at Felicia Rose Raw. You can find me on ManyVids FeliciaRaw.ManyVids.com, and you can find me on Instagram at People's Tramp. My podcast is The Screw NYC on both Instagram and Twitter. And um, those that podcast you can download from fucking everywhere. So, like, anywhere you get your podcast. And if it's not up somewhere, it's because we fucked up something and we'll fix it soon. So just find it. You'll find it. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much for talking to us. You rock. Well, thank you for having me. It was delightful. And I hope um, uh, everybody enjoyed hearing about me taking loads to my face. Is that a good sign offline? I don't fucking know. That is. That is. Like in seclusion for months. I don't. I don't know how to act anymore. I'm acting wild and crazy. It's as good as it gets, Felicia. We will. We will talk soon. Take care, Felicia. (laughs) Oh, let's answer this real quick. Hey, this is Jake and Adam from the Hopper. That's right. Cutting a promo, but we fucking hate promos. Promos are tough. What do we do? We got to promote ourselves, but it's not really our fucking. No, it's not. We fucking hate them. They're a pain in my ass. They're a pain in your ass. So you know what? We're getting through this together. If you hate dumb shit as much as we do, give the Harper guys a listen. That's right. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Facebook, Instagram, theharperguys.com. Twitter. At theharperguys. Or shoot it. What? That, that, my, my. That's what we do all the time. Choose an email at theharperguys at gmail.com. That's right. Can't wait to hear from you soon. Let's do this. Hip hip. Cheerio. All right. Robin Slim Show. We are back with Ryan L. Terry from Forza Crowd. Hey, you guys, thanks so much for uh, having me on, on this evening, and thanks so much for being a, a big fan of the show from the, from the get-go. That's, uh, I hope you've been enjoying our episodes. There's three out right now, and I hope you've had a chance to listen to uh, all three of them. I, I have to admit, I'm a terrible person, Ryan. I've only gotten to listen to two, <laughs> but it is such a good show. It is so clever. It, it, I feel like it's it's got everything. It... Uh, is an amazing sitcom in the form of a podcast with uh, four 30-something-year-olds who share an apartment after being forced into the situation after heartbreak, skyrocketing rent, and all that, force them together. It's it's super cool. Oh, thank you very much. It's... uh... 
I, uh, when I originally wrote the show years ago, this is uh, back when I was in graduate school, uh, you know, I wanted to tell those stories that don't seem to get a lot of screen time. We, we've got mm-hmm. plenty of shows featuring, uh, you know, 20-somethings and their problems, and, and we even have shows uh, like the, the Pioneer and Golden Girls that was capturing those uh, latter, still yet golden years of life, but there seemed to be a, a, a segment that was, that was missing, and it and it was that emerging, um, that emerging group out of uh, uh, millennials that are in their in their 30s and still trying to figure life out. You know, some of what, you know some of whom were you know still living at home in their 20s out of no you know no intentional effort of their own, just you know the economy being the way things are, jobs are the way they are, and it's so so you have almost this second or third adolescence, if you will, and so there's still this idea of coming of age that isn't just left to 10, 11, 12, 13 year olds, you know, there is this idea still coming into your own later on in life, especially after life deals you some blows, like, Mm -hmm. like your rent doubling or being divorced or being broken up with. And so I wanted to capture those stories from the perspective of working professionals who have careers, but just because you have an established career does not mean that life doesn't have it's uh, its own obstacles that you're still going to have to face. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Oh, that's that's that makes it so much better to me. Like, yeah, life's life's going to have its downs. It, yeah, and it's definitely something I was thinking about when I was listening to your pilot. That a lot of TV has this trained that like by your 30s or like yeah. early 30s, late 30s, you should be good. You should have a good, good job. Yeah, you should have you, you be know Danny uh, Tanner. Yeah, you should be Danny Tanner. You should have like a family. Like, but yeah. that's just not and, reality. And the perfect. And if yeah. if it's not perfect in twenty minutes, it'll be perfect in twenty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the um the the characters are um you know so much of what makes uh, brings the magic to the show because uh, you know the plots are you know plots we've seen before. So there's not necessarily anything you know unique about the plot in and of itself we've seen these stories uh, but through through our characters and through taking that sitcom magic which was king of television for like 50 years and just yeah. reimagining that magic for uh, for the uh podcast airwaves I, I think you know gives the show that unique edge uh because you know there are others out there and so i'd be remiss if i if i if i was to be so um presumptuous to think you know we're the only ones who are trailblazing but there are other shows now there's not very many but, but there are other scripted podcasts out there that are you know that are uh, you know have their own angle and they're bringing that creative edge you know to yeah. podcast which is you know largely uh you know you know fine folks you know talking about movies or sports or television or video gaming and, and all those shows are great and i listen to them or listen to them all the time but there's not much in the way of scripted content okay. and so i wanted to you know, uh, I wanted to write scripts. I, I teach film at the University of Tampa, screenwriting and American oh, wow. cinema. And so I wanted to take those writing skills and you know, I didn't have money to shoot a show. That's but what, what I did ask. I have at my disposal? I, I could do this. Cool. Yeah, I was going to ask, I was going to ask Ryan if you had planned or ever planned to bring it to that point where it will be a web <laughs> series. Uh, I would I would love for that to happen, but it takes a, a soundstage and three cameras and uh, multiple operators and a, you know, a, a master control operator. Like it's it's a lot to run a three cam uh, you know, a stage 
three camera setup because if it's not three camera, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do single camera. I want to do live studio audience with three cameras. That's what the show wants to do. So until it becomes a reality that there can be a sound stage with a set built and those three cameras running and switching between them, you know, I, I don't uh, want, you know, I don't have any plans to bring the show to the screen because it could reasonably be shot with one camera. This is not a three camera. Sh- this is not a one camera show. This is a three camera show. And I want to, you know, if it is going to be on TV, I want it to have that same form that I imagined it with, which is the classical American sitcom setup. Yes. Cool. I want, I want to go back real quick too. And uh, you mentioned the four characters. I want to ask you for our audience, who are the four main characters? Sure. We actually have kind of 4.5 or 5, if you will. That point, that point 0.5 is, I'll get to her last. Oh, Miss Halverson. She is everybody's fan- favorite character. Fantastic. Um, so I, will- she, I just want to say she's so hateable, but so lovable. Like- <laughs> and, uh, it precisely, that is how she is written. She is voiced uh, by the indelible, incomparable Shannon Hull, who uh, has her own podcast, and you can connect with her uh, through our through our show, um, uh, Shannon Hull uh, truly brings uh, such a uh, that, that that you know she brings that nature to Mrs. Halverson, you know, in how she delivers her lines, and, and I'll talk more about her um, uh, in a moment. But our we start off with our two characters, uh, Bradley and Cameron, uh, voiced by Max Ice and Jeffrey Feitner, respectively, and you know we uh, we come in on a uh, on I know uh, a mildly intimate evening, you know they're. Uh, watching uh they're uh, netflix and chilling so to speak except they're watching on nightmare on elm street and if you follow the series you'll find that many of my favorite movies have ways of making a uh, little cameo appearances in there and of course bradley goes in to propose and cameron's like oh wait a minute dude i'm actually i uh, you know i've come out as bi and that's another story that isn't told you know, we all you know a coming out you know the typical coming out story that's been done. It doesn't mean that it's old because yes. right. there are important coming out stories, but it's been done. And so I wanted to reimagine coming out differently. Like what if yes. you had a, you, you dated your uh, partner uh, for, for a long time. And then it's like, you know, actually I'm exploring my sexuality. That has a major effect upon a relationship. And we find a comedic way of portraying it, but it doesn't take away from, you know, in real life, the seriousness uh, or even the, the trauma of it and we don't make light of it we have fun with it that's what a sitcom does it has those teachable moments or those thought-provoking moments it just you know tells it to you in a way that you can laugh along with the situation yeah and so they they open up our show and so bradley is very much you're a, a very type a and cameron is much more laid back and and so through my years i take traits of different friends i've had and even traits of myself and i channel them into characters so there's no no character that is like any, oh, this is this person in real life. No, they're, they're inspired by lots of different people. There's a lot of me and Bradley and anybody that's been a friend of mine for any length of time. You know, that won't really come of any surprise to them. Uh, but uh, we have, we have uh, Bradley and Cameron. And then we have Allison and Dylan. Uh, Allison, uh, our original voice actor uh, for, uh, for, uh, for reasons of her own, made the decision to um, uh, step out of the show and we're still friends. I've known her for a long time. It just wasn't something she could continue with. So now Allison is voiced by Cassandra Dodge, and she has um, and is just falling, you know, right in with the character and is already bringing her to life. You heard her on episode three, and you'll continue hearing her on the other episodes. And uh, Allison works with Bradley at the radio station, 
we took the idea of Frasier and we and we inverted it. So instead of your Frasier like character being the radio personality, we flip flopped it. So we've taken uh, Roz's character out of the producer's booth. We put her on the radio stage, uh, put her on the mic, and we've taken Frasier and we put him in the uh, in the control room. And so Bradley's the producer of Allison's show. And it's sort of a, it's our own take on, on a Delilah style show. Yes. And so, (laughs) and so we, so we did that with them. And then we have uh, Dylan, who is our resident former frat boy who is uh, in the show. If it's, uh, if it's breathing and gives consent, he's down for a good time. He is. And so he's got to be my favorite. (laughs) And so, uh, and so Dylan is voiced um, by Chase Grant. And uh, he's a local uh, community theater performer here in Tampa. And uh, then we have um, uh, our narrator, uh, Dr. Squee, who's from the UK. We have I thought that was Dr. Squee. Yeah. I thought that was, I don't know why, yeah. but when I heard it, I thought that was Dr. Squee. And I know him from, from his podcast. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we've got cast from the UK all the way to San Diego, Seattle, a lot of us here in Central Florida. And so we, you know, we we have cast from all over the world, and we, we get together every other Sunday to record and rehearse our episodes. And okay. so, yeah, Doctor Squee voices, you know, our our narrator, uh, who you know, I wanted to have a personality, not simply fill in the gaps that we that that since we're not a visual format, you know, we have to we have to tell. But I try to dramatize our telling as much as possible, and he yes. brings a self awareness to the character and does a brilliant job with it, and then. We have, uh, last but certainly not least, everybody's favorite character, including my own, uh, is uh, Mrs. Halverson, again, voiced by Shannon Hull. Uh, and she, um, Mrs. Halverson, is that, that person who is, is offensive in so many ways, but you know she has a good heart, and so you cannot help but love her. She, because you know, despite yeah. the fact she says wacky, sometimes... Uh, borderline offensive things other times very offensive things you know she has a heart of gold she rubs you wrong in all the right right ways (laughs) she rubs you wrong in all the right ways ryan (laughs) and and i think a lot of it has to do with i imagine her being from the midwest and having that charming uh you know midwest (laughs) accent and and shannon's from seattle and uh, 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 portland no no seattle yeah she's from seattle and she's not from the midwest she's never lived in minnesota but she you you'd never know that because she it's she, like she stepped, you know, right, right out of Minnesota yeah. uh, or, uh, you know, other places in the Midwest. And no, she's, she's from Seattle. All I got to so, say um, uh, <laughs> to you, Ryan, is Steve, uh, Cheese Buscemi is the best name ever. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's all I've been laughing about for the last few days. <laughs> yeah, Cheese Buscemi, that episode is written by my co-writer, uh, Zachary Rohr. Uh, Zachary and I, we've known each other a long time. We actually met each other when we were both working in entertainment at the Gaylord Palms Resort in Orlando and uh, back in 2011 and uh, been friends uh, since then. And so he um, writes uh, every other episode. I write every other episode. And that. so um, so if you listen to the credits, then you'll go here. And then I think on, on Twitter we put, you know, who wrote and directed the episode. So that, uh, so that was uh, so Zach, so I'll be very happy to pass that along to him. And the other member of my team, which I uh, haven't been able to mention yet, is my amazing producer, uh, Danielle Hill, uh, soon to be Danielle Meskel. She's marrying her fiance here on Halloween. Wow. And she is, uh, she's That's my producer cool. and a, a lo- longtime friend of mine. Many of these cast have been uh, personal friends of mine. Uh, Cassie has and Cassandra and, and uh, Danny and, 
And so Danny and I, we met uh, when I was in graduate school. She was an undergrad, but I uh, was um, a uh, lab assistant in the TV studios, and and she was one of the students. And I, uh, you know, uh, you know, she'd uh, come in for help, and she's just and I just we formed a friendship just around our time uh, spent together in there. And her fiance is a wonderful guy, and I've had the pleasure of knowing him for. Um, either from 2014 or 15, so oh. you know, you have, you know five five or six years, and uh, Danny, she's uh, uh, certainly been a champion all throughout the show because this show has tried to come to life so many over the years since 2014, and she's been there wow. you know, every step uh, along the way, and you know always always being a cheerleader uh, and a great friend, and I, I certainly couldn't do it uh, without her, and so I um, just want to uh, she doesn't get she doesn't get. You know, uh, you don't get to see her very often, her name or, you know, uh, but she's she's very much there. And uh, she keeps us organized, keeps us on track, keeps us scheduled. And she she's, uh, you know, just uh, uh, a fantastic producer. And, and so it's, uh, you know, the, the producer create environment in which the director can thrive. And nice. she certainly does that. That's awesome. I want to ask, too, you mentioned, uh, you know, alternating um, scripts. How far ahead are you script-wise? Have you sure. written like um, a... Actually, uh, our cast even wonders the same thing. And so um, I'm actually finishing up our Thanksgiving episode now. It's all outlined, and it's mostly written, actually. I have uh, the third act to write. And so we're, um, so we're at least written through Thanksgiving. And then we already know what we're doing for our Christmas episode. And I won't, I won't spoil it here. Uh, no. But it's going to be it's going to be hilarious, and it's going to have you know all that Christmas magic. But much like our Halloween and Thanksgiving episodes, it's not about Christmas or about Thanksgiving or about Halloween. These shows take place on those holidays, just like real life does. Real life isn't about Christmas. It's not about Thanksgiving. It's not about Halloween. But we love these holidays, and they're fun, and they're a part of you know part of our popular culture and in our lives. And so I I take situations. And I imagine what the situation would be like if it were to happen during these holidays <laughs> instead of the focus being on, you know, the holiday itself. Because I mean, that gets done. Hallmark Channel does that all the time. I don't want I, so I want to I just want to tell great stories that take place on these holidays. And so we're so we're written up through Thanksgiving and uh, we'll be writing the Christmas episode here shortly. And then we'll take a break and do some writing over the holidays and come back together and start recording again. In January, the interim, uh, because we won't have content for probably you know six weeks or more, as I'm going to feature each of our cast members and crew in little mini-sodes to help fill in the gap between our Christmas episode, which is uh, December 7th, I think. I think it's that weekend. And then, um, and then when we start up again at the end of January or beginning of February, much like a TV schedule. So during that time, I'll feature yeah. mini-sodes with our cast. So... Uh, you, the listeners, can get to know them a little bit more. Uh, so it's um, you know always always writing, and so that's yes. that's what you have to be. That's, that's cool. That showbiz always be in some stage of the production process, whether it's writing or pre or post or in middle of principal, whatever it is. Always be in some stage. Yes, uh, Ryan, um, you sent me some clips. I didn't know if I could play one right now for for our audience. Yeah, we um, uh, it looks like we got about you know ten twelve minutes. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and um, why don't you go ahead and uh, uh, play it, uh, audience? Uh, this is a clip from episode three. Uh, it uh, does not have Dylan in it, um, but I did it, I did pick a scene uh, that I think you know really encompasses. If you haven't seen the show, uh, you know kind of encompasses the show outside of the pilot. 
uh, this is uh, this kind of gives you a slice of the show after we've established everybody. So, um, so go. Oh, before you do that, um, I have to give a shout out to Lana White. She is our brilliant composer who gave us all the original music that you hear on the show. Uh, she wrote and uh, you know uh, she uh, wrote and recorded our theme song. She also wrote all the transition music. Uh, she was produced. Uh, the music is produced by Dave Anderson. And uh, Lana White and Dave Anderson um, really just like uh, gave, just set us you know, set us up for success, and we were able to start with such great energy because that is a killer theme song. And yes. Lana White, who you, who you can also hear on the Retro Cinema podcast, because that's where I found Lana White. Because I'm a big fan of Gidget Von LaRue show, and so I, I heard oh. uh, uh, Lana White theme song on their show. And I'm like, I, I need her for my show, so I reached out to her, sent her the script for the pilot episode, and she loved it. And so thank you so much, Lana for giving us our theme song. You know, I love it. Our cast and fans, you'll love all the original music. And I'm glad that we have a show that's not only original and, uh, and original interpretations in so many different ways, but we have all this great original music as well. That's an awesome thing thing to add to it. Yeah, I, I didn't even think on that level, like that every everything you do is, is made for your show. That is super cool. Yeah, so uh, go ahead and uh, give it a play. I'll give it a play right now, right? Mute the mics. Ugh, Dylan must have forgotten his keys again. Allison gets up to open the door. He's really got to stop leaving his keys on half the bedside tables in the city. Well, if anything ever goes missing in here, we only have a few hundred people we'll have to track down. <laughs> Standing at the door is Mrs. Halverson, dressed as a candy striper from the hospital. Hiya, kids. Oh, my lanta. What are you three gloomy gusses doing at home on a Friday night? Shouldn't you be out sowing your wild, youthful oats? <laughs> Sorry. My oat spreader is in the shop. Well, of course it is when you constantly look like you should be eating a tub of Ben and Jerry's and watching beaches. Why are you dressed like you should be giving me directions at the hospital? Did my anonymous complaints about the real See You Next Tuesday building concierge finally get you fired? No more than my fake Tinder profile has ruined your reputation around town. That was you saying that I robbed my dates after tying them up? <laughs> Simmer down, guys. Mrs. H, why are you dressed like this? Well... You know how Mr. Halverson used to volunteer to answer phones at the Community Encouragement Center? Used to. I thought he still did. Well, last week he received an excited caller saying, I've decided to do it, I'm gonna do it, and Mr. Halverson kept telling the caller they could do it and to go for it because they only live once. What's wrong with that? Well, he accidentally answered the kleptomania hotline. <laughs> Four people died during an armed robbery. Now, Mr. Halverson isn't allowed to volunteer there anymore or foster a Sarah McLaughlin puppy. <laughs> I just had to get out of the house before he drove me crazy. Is this story going anywhere? Sometime before you die, Mrs. H. Careful. I might come back as your personal poltergeist. Anyway, I was reading the weekly community magazine, and I saw an ad for a volunteer position at the hospital in the orthopedic ward that sounded fun. So I show up at the hospital in my old showgirls costume with a can of doggy chow and... You showed up to the hospital dressed as an exotic dancer? How was I supposed to know the ad said candy striper, not stripper candy? Damn dyslexia. <laughs> but I gotta tell ya, I got a standing ovation. Didn't you say you were in the orthopedic ward? Are you deaf? The neighbors heard her. But then how did they... Mrs. H, were most of these patients male? You're darn tootin'. <laughs> Oh, 
my god, I, I love it, right? <laughs> are we ever gonna are we ever gonna be introduced to Mr. Halverson? <laughs> Uh, you'll just have to, you'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I, uh, he, uh, he's, yeah. So, uh, well. you, you never know with, uh, with this show, uh, the, uh, I, I, but, uh, you know, don't hold your breath. If you are to ever meet him, it's not going to be for a very long time. I feel like that would be like season five. <laughs> maybe, maybe season the, seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, it is such such a good such a good show, such a great production. Uh, I love it, dude, and I I definitely can't wait to to see more, hear more of it. Yeah, thank you guys so very much for um, for bringing me on and uh, you know giving our show uh, an additional platform to try to find uh, new fans and listeners uh, who uh, would like to laugh again. You know, there's uh, you know uh, I think sometimes we underestimate the importance of being able to listen something. You know that um, that causes us to laugh. You know, it's great to listen to things that make us think about our favorite films and cult favorites and video games we like and, and even politics. Which you know, that's not what I listen to. But if that's your thing, so be it. And so we, we I love have it. these things that we we yeah. have these things that we like listening to. But you know, sometimes you know we forget that you know we want content that not only makes us think and that's really important, but also makes us laugh. And yes. and, and what better way to you know be perhaps be prompted to think about something in a slightly different way than to do it through the magic of laughter and getting to know these characters, you know, bringing these characters uh, into your earbuds you know, or the speakers yeah. in your car uh, every two weeks and yeah. you know, feeling like you're their part of your lives, much like we did with our favorite sitcom characters from shows like the Golden Girls or the Nanny or Frasier, you know, Will and Grace, I Love Lucy. I mean, all these shows, Laverne and Shirley, so many have really gone in to inspire this show and 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 we felt like we had friendships uh, with them we have an entire show called friends you know these you know these are our friends and yeah. and joey uh there's a lot of joey and dylan just the frat boy version <laughs> and so um so that's that's what i want to bring to people is i want to bring them content in which uh, they can laugh which is funny the i mean the, the irony is i'm known as professor horror on on twitter and because uh, horror is really my area of expertise, but horror and comedy do share a lot in common in mm -hmm. that they intentionally seek to evoke a physiological response from the audience. And, and I won't use this as an academic tangent, but they do. And <laughs> and so I am I found that I really had a penchant for uh, writing comedy, at least in the sitcom style. I, I know, to be honest, I'm not strong at writing um other forms of comedy but this is how i just naturally this is how i naturally write and so just uh, you know, taking that and capitalizing on it and hoping that the show makes a positive difference and impact into all of our fans lives nice ryan ryan we have to end this i'm so sorry it's been great talking to you where can everybody find you and your show sure you can find me on twitter at rl terry one it's the number one you can uh, find Forza Crowd on Twitter at Forza Crowd Pod. You can also find uh, Forza Crowd on YouTube, uh, as well as through um, all of your various uh, pod catching apps. Just search Forza Crowd. It's four with an apostrophe S because it's four is a crowd. Forza Crowd on the pod catching apps, and you can follow Mrs. Halverson and all of her zany adventures on Instagram at Mrs. Halverson OnlyFans, and you can follow all of her zany adventures. And so. Uh, she uh, she likes going to Universal Studios and getting the Shark Attack drink made by Zach. So if you're at Universal Studios Florida, go to Shea Alcatraz, order your Ocean Attack from Zach only. He's the best. And she goes there, 
she goes to Texas Day Brazil, she goes ice skating, and she does all of these crazy things. And so you can connect with our show through Instagram by following uh, Mrs. Halverson OnlyFans. I'm following right now, Terry Ryan. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been a great time talking to you, my friend. Thank you guys so very much uh, for affording me this opportunity. I greatly appreciate it, and I know the the cast and crew of our show does as well. Awesome. Uh, have a good, have a great night, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. I'm about to jump right back in the pool. I've been talking to you poolside. So I'm about, <laughs> to, about, to, about, to, about to hop right back in. Get enjoy back enjoy in your there. swim. <laughs> Talk later, dude. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah. So cool. We'll be back with Byron from a uh, kid called God. Did he? Ben, why should anybody listen to Blockbuster Mentality? I mean, seriously, why should any of these people that we've interrupted while they're listening to their favorite podcast check us out or even turn off this show and go straight to our show? That's a great question, Dave. People should listen to us because we point out the most important details of movies and television. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the really important stuff like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru in Star Wars. What exactly are their living quarters underground? But it's not just that, Ben. We produce high quality audio that is exactly right Dave because we will have my daughter interrupt us on every single episode <laughs> and we have an amazing stars in popcorn rating system we measure on quality and entertainment value listen to blockbuster mentality every Monday on all major podcast platforms and connect with us on Twitter at blockbustercast so grab some popcorn grab some snacks we'll catch you guys at the movies Rob and Summer back with Byron from A Kid Called God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How y'all doing? Great, Pretty brother. Good. How are? How have you been? I want to ask right off the bat, what the fuck happened since we last talked, dude? This has been the craziest, most shit showiest year yeah. ever. <laughs> it has. It's been chaotic, man. Since um, man, you know, I can't even say, you know, so, you know, when it's when it comes down to it, man, it'd be. I can't remember half the half the fuck shit after time. So I couldn't even tell you. Like there was just so much yeah. in between time. But majority, you know, we, we were able to bounce back, you know, majority of, of what we needed to do for um yeah. as far as music goes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I just feel as far as like getting along, getting life, you know, like just getting by. Like it's it's been rough, but I feel like we've been able to do it and I hope I hope it's gonna get better. I I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. But uh Dude, right. I know you said last time we talked, uh, your father, like, I'm a father. I had my sons up for the summer, and, like, I I appreciate the, the, awesome. the conversations I had with them. Like, you know, uh, as far as, uh, you know, just the pandemic and, and social, you know, racial injustice goes. Like, it's good conversations to have, but in the whole picture, like, it, it's like we shouldn't have to have it with all this shit going on all this garbage going on like it, it's it's rough right and i feel like right feels like it's overwhelming what's that dude feels like it's uh overwhelming yeah yeah this is like one thing after another and it's like i felt with you know obama's presidency we had gotten uh you know uh really progressive and it just feels like we've taken so many steps back mm. since trump got elected you know, I, I say, I, I, I feel like, um, at least in my opinion, I feel like, like, say, for example, when somebody told me there was a recession, I didn't even know what that was being black, honestly. I didn't know what a recession was. I'd be sure I didn't know what 
the name, the term meant, you know, I'm, I'm very, I was very familiar with what it meant. Yes. I'm just never, I just never knew I was in a recession. Yeah. <laughs> You'd never been and that I, good to I, realize it got yeah. that bad. <laughs> yeah. Like I've always been like, not just me, but a lot, a lot of my, uh, people from similar backgrounds and, and similar, you know, race, they, you know, they understand what I mean. And I feel like that applied how my, my analogy to like recession, you know, and how I perceive recession, I look at it the same with presidents. I feel like whatever happens, majority of the time, I don't feel uh, the intent of, of my people is always made priority. I don't ever feel that way. Oh, yeah. you know so I never, I don't ever really bank on who to vote for. And I, and I never really, you know, at least not on the presidential aspect, me personally. And I'm not suggesting people else to do that. I just feel a lot of the times, you know, when it's uh, more like presidential matters and things like that, these things tend to trickle down to me or they were already eight years done prior to the, whoever was in, you know, whoever was president. Like, I know, for example, like we would like to say a lot on Trump or on Obama or whoever, but a lot of these problems pre-exist Trump. Yes. It's just now yes. Trump is more so like a, it's his era, which when I think every president has a different era of, of what they had to like uh, inherit, uh, experience, inherit, yeah, and what yeah. he inherited is the digital era. And he's an and asshole. He's an asshole, era. but he inherited yeah. a shit show almost. Right. So you yeah. got an asshole dealing with a shit show. <laughs> he inherited it. It's gonna so be. Uh, I gotta. I gotta be honest, man. Because um, I, you know, I, I, I don't. Uh, I would never do politics. You know what I'm saying? Me personally, of course, I, I could never do it anyway because I'm a, a felon, but I'm saying with, with I, I feel like people that do politics and stuff Same. like that, they have a lot of, uh, they, you know, it, it, man, it's, it's a lot of, lot of, lot of determination because I ain't going to hold you. Um, that's a lot of responsibility being chief, you know, commander. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's too lot, much. Bro. That's some real shit. Like, that's a lot. You know what I mean? So, and I ain't gonna lie, the type of president, if I were to be, I probably wouldn't be the nicest either. Just because, and the reason why I'm gonna say that, and I'm not saying in support of him, but I'm just saying, if you look at the history of, you know, American presidents, a lot of them know how to, how to pillow talk to the people, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's to, like, threaten you. Like, for example, when Bill Clinton did the mass incarceration for the drug wars and stuff like that, I don't think people looked at it as what it was going to really do, you know what I'm saying, because of how Bill Clinton presented it. Same with how everybody else would present something else. The way Trump would do it, he's just going to tell you it's not going to work for you. Like, say, for example, if he was a drug dealer, he said they do in death penalty. He said that. I would prefer a president that would tell me honestly what their intentions are to do to me. Versus the other ones that would smile on the podium, (laughs) tell me this, sign the third, and then sign a paper that, you know, if I get caught with you know, an ounce of weed or something, I end up doing seven years yeah. or something like that. At least you knew what yeah, you were, were going to yeah, get. At least I know what I'm getting into <laughs> with, with, with Trump or with, president or with, you know, people like that. Versus it's just blunt honesty. People, yeah. Gonna, yeah. Everything else is chosen horses. Yeah. Trump, his, the way his mouth is, the way he is as a person, he don't know how to do chosen horse, nothing. No. But other presidents, like, they will sit there and they will, they will, you know what I mean, doctor it up and shake your hand his babies and all kinds of stuff and then be all, you know, kind of corrupt on the sideline. Yeah. At least he's corrupt in the front. Like, at least he's, like, <laughs> fucking in the front. Like, I, I that's, just, hey, we had I Chris Christie. We, we had Chris Christie uh, as a governor, and I always felt like that was the way he was. He was, like, 
He told us we were fucked. He at least told us. Like, we knew we were fucked yeah. with him. <laughs> at least, but you can appreciate that more. At least yeah. that's how I feel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't appreciate the, the smoke and mirrors that, yeah. you know, the you know I don't appreciate all that. I don't appreciate the loopholes with uh, even Obamacare. And I'm, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, this to, to rally behind, because I know how that sounds to a lot of people. I'm just saying I'm not a fan of any president in particular, mm, just because right. Obama's black, and people would be like, "Oh, you like Obama?" They're all, <laughs> like, they're all are, 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 are bad, but it's like I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. This guy is just so bad. Like, I, I feel. just look at it like necessary. I feel like at the end yes. of the day, that's a job that you're not going to be a good person or a bad person in. Yeah, you know what I mean, because you're going to make decisions that can't appease. A billion people. Like it's just, you know, what I mean, it's yeah. hard to do. And we're gonna you know pick I mean? the so better of the evils. Them. We're we're gonna go for the, the lesser evil. No, what people are gonna pick is who 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 makes them feel better. Yeah, like who That's makes them feel better. That's what they feel like. They ain't worried about what's really you know being said or what's really even being. Ha- they were just like, who do they feel is just more more you know familiar to them? Like mm. I don't think I'm not familiar. I I haven't. I don't think any of us have seen a president like trump before so i don't think you know what i'm saying so it's like this is all new to everybody <laughs> so it's almost like, like this is like yo we need to get back to the way things used to be but at the same time damn I've said that. I don't know if I want to be the same or how it used to be. I've said that. I've said like comedically, he's he's funny. Like as as my comedic side, like I find some of the shit he does funny. But as far as leading everybody, like that's that's not that's not funny. Like, (laughs) but you know what? You you bring an interesting perspective to it, where you're almost like saying like, okay. Trump isn't any different than any of the previous presidents. They were just better at lying than at him. Concealing at concealing it. At concealing it. Like, this yeah. is, like, they, Trump they is the embodiment of all the presidents. Yeah. yeah. He's just letting exactly. the, he can't even contain the yeah. demon. He's just, he's, he's the product of all the other demons. Yeah, oh. for example, like, a president, will have, like, a prior president will have somebody lie for for him versus Trump, he'll lie for himself. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I'm saying it's different. You know what I'm saying? He'll yeah. say the lie himself versus another president who he'll have like a representative or it'll be like like some third party person or somebody that will say something. A buffer. Like, you know what I mean? Or yeah. that would be yeah. Where versus Trump, he's gonna say exactly the 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 bullshit that's not accurate at all, but just the <laughs> fact that he can say it, he's gonna say it. It's that's almost why I, I don't yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's it's like the it's like the previous presidents were like, "Here, I need you to say this, and if it goes badly, I'm going to say I don't know why it's that guy said fault. that." Yeah, I don't know that guy. I, that guy's on his own. Trump's not the same. Yeah, Trump's like, "Hey, if I get caught lying, I didn't say that." That's all he's about. I didn't say that. Like, I mean, that's literally or, what he does. Or I'm going to say some and other I, shit next and, week that's going to take all the heat off the other shit I said. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, I for some reason. To respect that more than than anything else wow. for some reason. Just yeah. maybe that's just me as a person. Mm-hmm. I just can respect yeah. the honesty that has been displayed, even if, even in the in, even in the in, you know with the monstrosities that happened. I'm at least I was able to say, yo, I seen this coming. Versus other presidents and other things and like that throughout time, I don't think nobody seen you know 9/11 happening. I don't see think people seen. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things like these, you know, at least not lasting that long, too. Like, 
Warren Terrell is long for real. Yeah, I mean, so when you think about it, like, you don't think these things are going to happen with this president, that president. But with Trump, it's like, it's damn near guaranteed. Like, if you want, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if, if another country wants to go to war, if he feels like he wants to go to war, it's like, it's damn near, he, he's going to push the button to the point that it's like, you know, you're going to wish you had more of a political president. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, a more like, you know what I mean, type of situation. Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. That That's a, a, a cool perspective, Byron. That is cool. You you got that. Thank I want uh, no, thank you, dude. I want to ask you too. Uh, a kid called God. Um, you guys dropped a new album just in August, correct? Correct, correct. Yeah, we did uh, Drugs Before the Flight too. Um, which is uh, actually the uh, which is interesting about Flight Two is it was um supposed to the Flight One and Flight Two were supposed to be actually just one project that was supposed to be two discs originally. Um, or split up, you know, whatever. Yeah. But what ended up happening, there was like a, uh, like a, uh, a technical error on the distribution side. So when the distributor had like this, it made this, it made the project, it duplicated the project with the same name but different track list. So it was like it kind of confused the the system. So we had to strip down the project and just upload whatever was on the first disc, and then just say, you know, we'll just release the other disc shortly later um so that's that's pretty much why there's two because we don't really do part twos to anything like that you know because that's kind of like you know corny unless it's like terminator or something like that it's like the only part two that i think i like of anything that's so, a good part two with, yeah that is a good a two one, that was man. better than the first yeah <laughs> yeah so and, and then when you see the third one it kind of just goes to crap but when you yeah. see the second one it's like this is amazing. Yeah. Like, you know I think with music, um, drugs before the flight too. I didn't want to like do that. Like I didn't want to like because you know rap is already kind of a repetitive thing a lot. You know compared to a lot of other genres of music. So you want to kind of avoid that. And what people have been doing a lot is making sequels to projects. They do like part two, three, fours, and stuff like that. And we never wanted to do that, even though people would think we do that because we have drugs and all the titles, but Yes. The difference is, is the drugs is all different stories, or not stories, but they're all different. It's like a James Patterson book, <laughs> like Alex Cross or something. Like you know what I mean? It's like they're all different. You know, they're not continuations of each other. It's all different. You different know, whatever stories or um, yeah, yeah, or themes and you know, or whatever. Yes. So uh, it's a little different, but that's the little background story behind Flight Two. Um, but we're releasing the. A video for it on the ninth. Uh, Way too deep is the first uh, song, or not? Yeah, I guess the first video we're releasing from it, and then after that we'll be releasing a song called uh, "Danny," featuring Louis. <clears throat> cool. Uh, Byron, would you be able to spit something for us live? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You know what I like to do is, um, you know, do you guys throw out words, and I can make things rhyme with them. <laughs> that's something that you know we and me and the guys do that's just fun you know that just so it's like because i can't think of no verses that i had in my head that i'd rap so i just said you know i just throw out words and you know i can i can make words rhyme from those cool <clears throat> you guys can think of something uh, i'm trying to th- i'm thinking <sighs> here um martinis and heineken's on the robin slim show ah <laughs> I can't even rock. What was it? 
martinis and heinekens on the robin slim show all right martinis and heinekens on the robin slim show (laughs) will i ever do it again you'll never know but you know what i gotta say i rep the 412 area code and i know dudes who with this but if i was to spit they wouldn't respond to me i'm a don to be sipping water no don pee i just bought a weave so all my dc bobbing weave (laughs) go for the knockout man fuck the police I go in like the cops out. It's hot out because they got the Glocks out. All right, what's next? I'm sorry, I went off. It was good. Wasn't it? That was it's crazy. Awesome, right? <laughs> that was yeah. fucking cool. I love it. Dude. I literally, uh, Byron, I just looked at what was on the table and I'm like, well, I'm drinking a martini. Rob's <laughs> drinking a Heineken and we're on, you know, we're Robin Slim. Yeah, that's so. awesome. I, I, I love, though, dude. You got the word play. You got. You, you got it, man. I Wait, feel... I got one more for him. Oh. I'm, I'm drinking a beer okay. called Juicy Pebbles. Oh. Okay, Juicy Pebbles. I'm ill on any level, and that's just and, and that's factual, <laughs> and that's actual. You know what? I need it now, contractual, and that's on top of everything, punctual. And I just show improvement when I show improve it. Bring the nuisance for any bringing nuisance. Far from student, don't need recruitment. All aboard this god cruise ship. Won't stop till my crew hit. While with the new chick, who will praise the god like I'm a new bitch. Uh, what's next? Uh, who? Uh, uh, you you sit while I spit sewage. <laughs> you reference. Uh, you reference uh, yeah, <laughs> Egyptian gods in there, didn't you? <laughs> right. Wow, right. bro. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you blew my mind, bro. Yeah, that's good shit. That's so cool. I almost just want to spend the rest of this interview just saying things. (laughs) What would Byron say? You know, it's funny. We do that all the time. You know, I'm in a a rap group, so that's kind of how we like, you know, make music a lot of the times. Where um, I say with a lot of theme, you know, we we picked up on this from um, him doing theater and um, his background in theater. They would have. uh, acting uh, method called the Meisner technique. And in the Meisner technique, you kind of got to mimic your partner. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know if you've seen this exercise. Somebody will say, uh, I'm eating an apple. And then somebody say, you're eating an apple. I'm eating an apple. You're eating an apple. They'll just keep going back and forth. And it's like almost a hot potato with expression. Yes. So with me and Ashay, we do that with music. So we have to like kind of learn each other's like patterns, you know, learn each other's the words that we know we're able to rhyme with, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, you learn a lot with somebody if you've been making music with them for four, five years. And then outside of him, you know, we have a, a label of people that, you know, rap too. And we all tend to freestyle and do these things frequently whenever we get together, not recording, just just for GP, you know what I mean? So that, it's, it's fun to do that. Yeah. Cool. It's also it's almost like a workout. Like you you you're you know, somebody throws you something, you throw it back, like it's that kind of a thing. Uh just you uh exactly. talking about that too. Like I had friends years ago that did that did make music and yeah, that's what even if we were sitting around the living room uh just playing a video game, one of them would start rapping about that and then the other one would go back and forth and yeah, you that is that's an awesome thing to do. Yeah, yeah, man, it helps you. you know I'm saying it helps you. you know yeah. I mean, um, it helps you with uh, prediction. Yeah, you know I mean, sometimes it helps you with a uh, replacement of of a word. You know I mean, especially if you learn to freestyle around other people, sometimes you can pick up off the last word somebody said if you can't think of nothing, and then yeah. just keep 
keep rhyming. So that's pretty much what I was doing with y'all. Like, if you was rapping, I was just picking up off the last thing that you would have been saying. Yes! So that's kind of, like, the, the message, you know, I guess. Yeah, that's super cool. Super cool, dude. Um, What is uh going to be your next project? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, you know, we have this, this thing about overdoing it. So we're actually doing uh, two more two more projects before the end of the year. And um, the reason why is because why not? That's the reason why. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and the project is called Real Drugs Sell Itself. And the other project is called Sweet Drugs. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, it's funny, you know, actually a better uh, representation of the uh, God discography is probably the James Bond collection. Where you know it's James Bond because his name's in it or whatever, but it's also the title work sometimes. Even if you don't know, like it's a James Bond film, but if you was to say, if you was to watch The Spy Who Loved Me and you heard another movie called, you know, From Russia with Love, you could probably guess that that's in the same kind of like, you know, atmosphere of, of, of movements, you know what I'm saying? Just off of the title working. Yes. So I think with how we make music or how we do projects is almost kind of the mirror how people used to make movies or or books back in the day versus you know albums just initially i love that i love that uh whole concept that's really cool dude and i love your videos i don't know if i said that last time your videos just like pop like as far as like uh crispness and like colors go like you guys are really really good with that thank you thank you um you know believe it or not you know uh we we actually map, map out our own videos. We pick the scenes. We, you know, we add the effects a lot of the time. We do a lot of that ourselves um, through somebody else's camera work. So some people might not understand that because they'll be like, well, if you didn't shoot it yourself. But if you was to ask the directors of those videos, or if you was just to do this, you was just to look at their videos prior to our videos, or if you see any videos outside of our collaboration, you'll see a very big distinctive difference. And that's because, you know, we actually direct the video and they just, you know, more than likely are like our assistant director or our cinematographer of some sort, you know, um, or our cameraman, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? You yeah. know, but they, they do their thing, but we manage to definitely import uh, our, our idea and our identity, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I feel the, like... Uh, video. It- just for you to portray it to them where it comes back as that like that that's great communication right there oh uh, yeah because luckily they're 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 um the people that we've made the best videos with or just you know the videos that people have seen they're very uh collaborative and they're and you know and they're also they want to break you know their own monotonies of collaborations that they've been shooting videos with locally because sometimes uh, a director of a video, especially in rap, they have like a template, you know what I'm saying, um, a lot of the times. So other artists go to that director and say, hey, I want a video like this rapper. And then the the director won't really have to do too much of his own input. He just kind of, you know what I mean? He kind of just puts it on to, you know, like a copy and paste method. Yeah, version. he just with goes us, back. We let, we let, we, right, with us, we let them have like a whole idea of what they would like to add on to it. Like, and we freestyle ideas together, you know what I mean? And we, we make the final things together versus just saying, you know, this is our idea. I know it might be our ideas implemented in them, but it's through their hands as well and through their eyes. So it's like a good, 
it's our ideas through their eyes. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's better that way. That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. Thank you so much, Byron, for talking to us again. Uh, it's been a blast. I just know that after we last talked, we had a great time, but also I heard, I, I think a couple times from like people messaging me how much they enjoyed you on our show, like, and, and how good it was. Oh, thank you, man. I, and then to all of them, you know, I appreciate them for, for taking the time out to listen and also uh, taking the time out to uh, engage with you. Um, because one thing is a lot of people don't know is that I'm, I'm such a, 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 a fan of music that even if I wasn't getting money for it, I'd probably still do it. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and as far as people, you know, finding, uh, you know, me on a personable level, you know what I mean? Dope. Even, I like that even more because a lot of the times I don't, I'm not like, you know, a rapper or anybody else. They kind of go somewhere with like a, a character made. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't actually have a script yet. I need to ask my publishers, what am I, who am I supposed to be on these things? You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know. I just be like, oh, just be, you know, whatever I, you know, but to my understanding, a lot of the people that people say are themselves really aren't. You're just you. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I had to learn. I had to really talk to Dom to be like, yo, do I have to like do things other way? That's how I watch other people's interviews. I'm like, I don't do it like that. But then I'm like, fuck it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like somebody will correct me eventually. (laughs) Like somebody will say, but this is how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. No, I ain't going to tell you. You're doing, as far as I'm concerned, you're doing it right, bro. I would never tell you you're doing it right. Dude, you are awesome. Where can everybody find you? And where can everybody find a kid called God? Uh, man, you can find me personally at, at Lord Baby Byron on Instagram. Um, also at Kid God, and that's K I D G A U W D, not G O D, G A U W D. But as far as music, it's also a kid called God, you know, pretty much around the board. I'm available Spotify, Apple. I'm sorry, let me correct myself. We're available. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Title, iTunes, I mean, um, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and yeah, by the way, be on the lookout for on the 9th, which is, I think, two days from now, for Way Too Deep premiering on Godco's uh, channel. And that's at youtube.com slash Godco or just God. If you t- I'm telling you now, if I type in it as G A U W D, you will find me. I promise you. Yes. <laughs> so, Yes, it will. Pretty much it. It will come up. Thank you, dude. We will definitely, definitely talk soon. Oh, man. Thank y'all, man. Peace and blessings. Have a good one. Cool, cool. We will be back in a few with TC Rastani and his executive producer, Abigail Harwich. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com.
Hey guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you who felt lonely or, you know, in need of something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend, check me out on RyderDoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. Click the tab for deals and promotions. And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on RyderDoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. Robinson Show. Hey, am I live on the air with the Robin Slim Show? You are, TC. You are live, my friend. And are, do we have Abigail on? Hello. Yes, you do. Abigail Abby Harwich, the executive producer of After Hours with TC Rossani. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic, but Abby's got a bone to pick with you, Rob. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little upset at the picture I received the other day with you um, taking a selfie with Gaten Matarazzo. Yes, Gaten Matarazzo from the, the, the Stranger, Stranger Things. Things Stranger my favorite show. <laughs> I heard you guys talking. What you are you laughing at? I heard you guys talking about it on your show, and I was like, oh, my God, I got to flaunt this selfie with Gaten. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's, you know what, whatever. You guys have no idea how pissed off she was. <laughs> uh, she sent it to me. She goes, these are the guys we're going to be on. And they, they, they don't even know who he is. And you, you, it's like, it's like, who's your favorite actor of all time there, Rob? Oh, uh, oh my gosh. I got to say Michael J. Fox. All right. Well, good choice. It's be like if you met Michael J. Fox and, uh, you know, you sent it to somebody who really didn't care about Michael J. Fox. This is what reversal was. She was almost ready to come down to New Jersey right now and strangle you. <laughs> wow. So, I don't know. Know. You're, you're, you're laughing like you're, you're underestimating me. Uh I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't taunting you, Abigail. I just figured you would appreciate it as a fan of Stranger Things. Yes, I'm a fan, but, you know, I want to meet him, too. So, Abigail, he grew up in the town that I uh, I, I live in and um, went to the same school as me. And fun fact, our old third Mike, who's not with us anymore, the Slamborghini, yeah. his sister had the same drama class as him. Yes. You know, you're really twisting the knife where it hurts right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we're off to a horrible start. We're off to a horrible start, guys. I know, right? Honestly. Yeah, we're off to a stranger start. <laughs> oh, I see you did that. Ooh, I like the pun. Stranger starts stranger. with TC Ristani. Ooh. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I can come back from this, guys. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I'm totally out of the water now. Well, fucking blew me out of the water. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I'll get over it. <laughs> That's what they all say. They never do. <laughs> How did you two meet, though? And what happened to your last executive producer, TC? 
Well, my a last executive producer, the lovely and talented Miss Sabrina Champagne-Kane, who executive produced us to five first-place winning Best Talk Show awards, got a big promotion in Rastani Productions. She's up in now what I call the Black Tower, hanging around with Johnny Fabulous. And we had a worldwide search for a new executive producer of the program. And Sabrina said, well, what about Abby? You know, she was great on the show, and she was talking about her Harry Potter incident. And she's, she's likable. She's easy on the eyes and she kind of reminds me of a british version of me so i said you're the boss and we hired abby wow what, what, what was the competition though was was there any any anybody that stood out besides abby Absolutely not. There was there was stiffs and ham and eggers and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I don't even want to mention the riffraff because I said I needed a woman executive producer, as Abby said on our podcast, because women get things done. And, yes, they do. And Abby gets things done here on the program. But how we met, let's go back in time a little bit. Uh, I was attending a Comic-Con, a little tiny uh, Comic-Con, and out of nowhere I hear this little British voice going, TC, TC, why don't you do it over here? Why don't you imitate yourself, Abby? <laughs> It was very desperate. I don't even know if I can do it. It was like, TC, TC, can I please talk to you, please? And she talked to me and she said she had a problem because she was a, a wand double in the Harry Potter or later Harry Potter movies, not the early Harry Potter movies, which basically she was like a hand double for uh, what's her name? Hemorrhoidal tissue there. What's Hermione, her name? Hermione. You always call her Hemorrhoid. Well, Hemorrhoid Hermione, uh, Emma Watson in the uh, in the movies. And they kind of shortchanged her. They didn't give her any credit for it because she wasn't a, a union player. And, uh, and, and she said, I want to go on and tell my story. And you can see all that on my uh, YouTube channel. Have you ever like gone at them hard though, Abby? Have you ever like come at come at them with like hand pictures? Ooh, this was that was my hand. Basically, oh, oh, um, you know, I I learned to I learned to pick my battles. <laughs> so so Abby, you don't have any pictures of uh, Daniel Radcliffe's wand, do you? Not his wand. Um, I do have pictures of Emma Watson's wand and the wand that I used because, you know, God forbid we use the same wand. Well, especially now with COVID and whatnot. I know, right? Can You, you don't want to touch now? the same wand. <laughs> I know. No, don't even let me touch it. Just take it away. Abby, well, there's something you learn Abby, every day that Emma Watson has a uh, wand. <laughs> ah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, Abby, uh, have you ever been on a date and a guy just staring at your hands and go, you got Emma Watson hands. Ooh. <laughs> if that ever happened to me, I don't I don't even know. I think I don't even know what I would say. I don't even know what I would say to that. Would you just First put of all, I think I'd be offended. I think I'd be offended. You'd be offended. Yeah, I feel like you would just have to put your hands under the table and just be like, I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, why are you looking at Emma Watson's hands? <laughs> I've seen a lot of hands in my day, but <laughs> you you have Emma Watson hands. Oh goddamn, <laughs> Abby! What, what is the day in uh in an executive producer like? Because we've had executive interns, but we don't have payroll to bring anybody up to executive producer. Mm. Like, what does an executive producer do? Well, a lot of my day consists of just coming up with new ideas, um, new things to do. I do a lot of editing. I talk to TC a lot about ideas that I have. Um, we film a lot of things. We record a lot of things. Recently, we've been doing a lot of autographs and um, not live, but um, 
Virtual. Virtual. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Um, virtual autograph signings and a lot of, um, you know, wearing merchandise and advertising merchandise for people, thanking people, um, checking the email, checking Twitter, checking, checking it all, making sure videos are uploaded. The whole nine yards. Yeah, you do it all. It sounds like it. And uh, just as far as you... I told you, women to get things you, done. <laughs> they do. They do. We don't... We've never had one. Maybe that's why we've never gotten it done. Maybe you need done. one. Maybe you need to find your Abby. <laughs> Virtual Abby. What is... I want to ask, what is hashtag ask Abby? Or hashtag OMG Abby? <laughs> Am, am I allowed to tell them? Yes, we 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 broke the news on the podcast, so the floor okay. is yours, Abby. Basically, we did this segment called Ask Abby, where people wrote in questions, and I pretty much answered them. We recorded it and whatnot, and it was really fun. But I am literally, literally horrible at remembering what to say. Like I don't know why. I know exactly what I'm going to say, and then as soon as I go to say it, I just have a brain fart, and, like, nothing comes out of my mouth. And I always say, oh, my God. I always say that. That's the first thing I say when I mess up my line. And <laughs> we ended up putting together this reel of outtakes of every single time I've messed up, just saying, oh, my God. And um, that we just decided that it should be called OMG Abby. And every time... Every time TC and I are talking, I always respond with OMG. I don't know why, I just do. I feel like I'm constantly thinking, oh my God, about everything. Well, basically what she's going to do, guys, is we're going to take her out of the studio from behind the desk because the desk belongs to me because I am the host of the award-winning After Hours, TC Rustani. And Abby is going to go out and do like a little magazine type thing. You know, one week she'll be teaching you how to, you know, put on your makeup. The next week she'll be talking about dancing. The next week she'll be talking about her famous buffalo chicken dip yes, recipe. that I've been having a long time. You lost me at ranch, though, on the dip. Like, I'm not a big ranch guy. I love ranch. Uh, yeah, I, I can't ranch. do ranch. Ranch is amazing. Ran I could eat I could eat cardboard if there was ranch on it. I've seen right? it. Yeah. I'm right with you, Abby. I, I use everything with ranch. I don't know what to go with these fries. I'll pull some ranch on them. No. That's no. That's sacrilege. Yeah. You put mayonnaise on the on the fries, not the ranch. No. All right. You lost me. Mayonnaise on French fries. Is that a New Jersey thing? That's a French thing. That's a French thing. Yeah. French fries. Well, they have French, French fries. fries. You know what? I, I usually put ketchup on it. I don't know where what country ketchup is from, but uh, I, I usually put the ketchup on the French fries. Oh, try the mayonnaise. Try the mayonnaise. It's, it's, it's... Well, it's got to be vegan mayonnaise because I have to be vegan now because of my uh, condition and whatnot. So I'll take your word for it, mayonnaise on the, uh, on the French fries. I'm sticking to ranch. Sorry. No. Ranch with broccoli. Oh. Ranch with string beans. Cheese on broccoli. No ranch. No ranch. Cheese, Cheese on, on broccoli. broccoli. I've, I've seen, seen that, that before. before. Uh, wonderful. I've never had that. Sounds good, though. <laughs> I thought OMG, I thought OMG Abby was uh, 80s movies Abby needs to see. <laughs> yeah, I have a list of things that I need to watch. <laughs> What, that's another thing we're going to do on OMG Abby is we're going to live stream Abby watching 80s movies. <laughs> what Have you seen a lot of them or are there a lot you haven't seen, Abby? Because I was going to suggest The NeverEnding Story. You know, I have not seen that. <laughs> 
you have not seen the never-ending story even though that was the big thing in season three but i know the song sing it for us really yes you're a singer okay well now you put me on the spot and i I'm scared. I'm, All right, I'll, I'll I'm not, not going to say the right words. Neither do I. I don't have no have them. But let's go. Ready? Turn around. <laughs> look at what you see. It's a never-ending story. <laughs> yeah, they're going to hang up now. <laughs> I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think the Abby TC Christmas album will be coming up anytime soon. I want to I hear that. I want to hear that. That, that duet. I was going to say never-ending story. Rocky three or four because they were both great. They were both great. Or Ghostbusters. Okay. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Okay. Yeah. Or Gremlins. Gremlins. That's a good one. I'm, I'm writing all these down <laughs> as good. we speak. I'm gonna watch them. What, what, what eighty movies have you seen? I don't know when the movies came out. I just watched the movies. Have you ever seen The Goonies? Yes. Back to the Future. Sean Austin, yeah. Goodies is good. What about this is this is me, Abby? I'm a young thirty year old kid, so I don't I don't really know the eighties. Was Back to the Future eighties or nineties? Oh, I asked TC that. TC was Back to the Future eighties or nineties. <laughs> July third, nineteen eighty five. It came out. There you go. So there's an eighty movie. Yeah. 80s movie. 80, I was in fifth grade, TC, when Back to the Future came out, and I remember all my friends talking about it. And then Abby, poor Abby, wasn't even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> now correct me if I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. But you have on, I believe, the after hours of TC Rusani T-shirts. Yes, we do. We're both wearing them. We. I sent somebody. I TC earlier. I sent a text message to somebody wearing these uh, these T-shirts. I don't know if it was you or not, but they were like, yeah. <laughs> that, that was me. That was me, and I said, and I said, f yeah. <laughs> ah, yes, yes, awesome. Yeah, they're great t-shirts. And I understand you guys have Abby's autographed picture on the back wall of your studio. You can see it. Right behind. It's right next to Frylock. I love that. I love that. Guys. <laughs> Abby. Uh, talking about talking about all the the stuff uh, you do uh, uh, performing arts. What what type of performing arts are you the best at? Musical theater, definitely. Ooh. That's what you want to do. Yes, um, <clears throat> that's that's been my passion growing up. Um, it, it's still very much is my passion. I was never a straight play type of person. Um, I always was very involved in musicals. I grew up dancing. I grew up singing, and then, you know, once I got to middle school, we kind of just put them all together and joined the drama department, and, um, yeah, the rest is history. What do you feel, though, is the future of that type of thing, like, with COVID? Like, I, it feels like theater might might not make it through. I know. It's really upsetting to think about, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I know that a lot of local theaters have been waiting to call their shots until Broadway has been calling theirs and yeah I, I do know one theater company that I have worked at up near up near us in Hamilton Wenham they ended up putting their production of Spring uh, not Spring Awakening um The Secret Garden two very different shows <laughs> um they ended up putting their production of Secret Garden on hold during quarantine and whatnot and then recently they ended up transforming it into a concert version and did it in the park near the theater so I know that some places are 
resorting to outside locations and things like that. The, I, I also teach, um, I teach dance at a dance studio and, you know, the woman that I work for was talking about how she has the recital planned for next year already, but she also has a backup location at an outside place, which I thought was very cool, very interesting. So yeah, I don't, I don't really know. It's, I'm always the type of person who looks forward to the future and, you know, kind of, kind of has an, and I set out for what it's going to look like. But right now, I, re I really I really don't. And it's a pretty scary thought. And I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone in that. I'm sure a lot of other people feel that way. But yeah, it's it's very scary, especially when it's your industry, too. I feel like maybe you could get Colonel's, uh, the Colonel to, to do a little dance and song number with you at some point. You want to make her throw up? <laughs> I feel like if we haven't already, we're not going to. Now, I, off the record here, I have seen the lovely and talented Abigail perform in Into the Woods. Were you Cinderella in that? Yes, I was. And that was out in western Massachusetts, out, out where the, all the big, big, big uh, theater theater things are out there. Summer Stock, I believe it was, mm -hmm. a couple summers ago. And uh, she was fantastic as Cinderella. Now, I knew nothing about In the Woods and whatnot, and uh, I, I just knew Cinderella, you know, the story about the ugly stepsisters and the ham and agar that finds the shoe <laughs> and puts it on her, and, you know, they live happily ever after in a pumpkin. Yeah. Uh, she was. I mean, if there was a if there was a Tony Award for <laughs> oh, summer gosh. for summer stock into the woods, uh, it would be presented to Abigail. It would go to Abby. Awesome. Abby, what's your favorite all time musical? It's your all time favorite musical. That was backwards. Oh, you really had to ask me that. Oh, jeez. Let me think. My favorite all time musical. Yeah. Or your. Well, that, I feel like that. I feel like that changes daily. Oh, okay. Because you're a millennial. Um, you know what? Easy with that. Um, <laughs> I I love Heather's. Is anyone familiar with Heather's? It used to be. It was a film. The movie with Winona Ryder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What is it? it? Made a musical what, out of it? Yes, and it is. Heather's. Heather's. Heather's, oh, Heather's was a Heather's great a movie. Wow. wow. Yeah. Have you seen the musical? No. It never actually made it to Broadway. It was just an off-Broadway production, but... um. So Mean Girls on Broadway, the woman who plays Janice, the actress, the actress, her name is um, Barrett Wilberweed. She actually is from Natick, Massachusetts. Um, she played Veronica Sawyer. She played Winona Ryder's character and had this on off Broadway, I guess you could say. Cool. Yeah, no, now I, I want to see it because I loved Heather's. That was a cool movie. The bootleg is on YouTube, but you did not hear that from me. Have you ever seen uh, Silence the Musical, which is a musical version of Silence the Lambs? No, because you know what? I refuse to watch that movie, so I probably won't be watching the musical either. <laughs> Don't. Just give in to it. Just watch it. It's, it's good. What about... Uh... You do know, guys, once COVID is, uh, is gone, I'm taking Abby to England to see Back to the Future, the musical. Yes, and that makes me jealous because I love Back to the Future. What's your favorite Back to the Future, TC? My favorite Back to the Future? Without question, Back to the Future Part 2. Oh, okay. 100%. 100% agreed. One is great. Two is amazing. Yeah. And three's, three's a great movie. I feel like as a kid, I didn't appreciate it as much. But going back, it's still a great, solid 
Uh, I agree 100% with your assessment of Back to the Future's trilogy. But two, hoverboards. Hoverboards, yeah, CZ. I, I watched all three with our now uh, uh, disappeared uh, co-host, uh, Third Mike Slambo, about like 10 years ago. I watched all three. We marathoned them together because I had never really seen them, and I think two was my favorite. After, after Here's a question. After, after, Here's a question for you guys. Have you ever seen the X-rated version of Back to the Future? No. No. Is it Black to the Future? No, it's, it's backside to the future. Ooh. Backside to the future. I like that. Look it up. It's legit. It's real. <laughs> I've seen like a Wizard Abby, Wizard of Oz porn. Abby just did a spit take at that. <laughs> TC, I saw the Wizard of Oz porn. You ever see that? Dorothy getting Wizard fucked by the scarecrow? I uh, know, but I saw the Flint Bones with Ron Jeremy. <laughs> what about Black to the Future? Oh, actually, I, I heard of that. I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's good. Oh, well, what have we what have we done, guys? I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I don't you, you know. should you I should see the rosy cheeks on Abby right now because she's <laughs> lost in lost in translation here. I don't think she's seen these movies. <laughs> And if she has, she's getting a pay raise. <laughs> she's wondering, like, are these 80s films I have to watch? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I thought we were talking about Broccoli and Ranch, and now we're talking about Backside to the Future. What happened here? You never know what happens on the Robin Slim show. Is that Ranch or something mm. else, huh? <laughs> God damn. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Wow. <laughs> what do you have planned for TC's birthday bash, Abby? That's what I want to know. I can't tell you right now. He's sitting right here. Well, you don't have to give. You don't have to be. You don't have to tell me what celebrities are going to be showing up <laughs> at this. But you can tell me. You know, we do have six months, or actually a little over five months away. It's March twenty first, so we have we had a little ways to go. It's the first day of spring, if you want to remember it and write it down in your calendar. But yeah, I am actually interested in this, Abby. You know, you've been the executive producer of this program now for about oh a little over a hundred days, and uh, you've already sang "Happy Birthday" to the Colonel on a podcast. Mm -hmm. But I'm the star yeah. of the show. I want a little bit more <laughs> than singing happy birthday. So what do you got planned for the big big, big 5-0? The big 5-0, you know, that calls for like a bash. Again, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know how much I can say to you, okay? Because no matter what I say, you're going to run with it and <laughs> you're going to want more. <laughs> well, you only turned 50 once. That is true. You know, a half a century mark. That's kind of crazy. Uh, but I want to I want to put a public invitation. Uh, Robin Slim, uh, when we do have this party, get in your car and drive up here. You're welcome and yes. invited to the big party. Absolutely. Awesome. Abby's going to pay tolls and gas, right? Now, the colonel will do that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll be there. Now, I got a question. Abby, have you ever been to New Jersey? Because that's where my nope. brothers from New Jersey are right now. Nope, I have not. You've never been to New Jersey. Now, I know Abby wants to go back to Comic-Cons. So we're going to bring it down to the big chiller theater when they reopen in New Jersey. And you guys are going to have to come up to this. We oh, were supposed yeah, to go to that. Yes, we will definitely, definitely have to do that. Yes, absolutely. Sweet. We'll be there. We'll be. We'll try to bring our third wheel, Slambo. But we don't know. We don't know if he's coming back. We we, we feel like he might be coming back. Yeah, soon. I think he's Jones for the yeah. show. We caught him. We caught him. We can see 
because uh, we have them in our private group where we post our content, and we noticed today that Slambo has been looking at our content, which he hasn't done in the past seven years never. of being he's on the show. Never done once. So, but today we saw that he was looking. He, he was, was peeking. <laughs> well, he's invited to the birthday party also. All right. <laughs> Him and the Colonel would get along fabulously, I can imagine. Yeah, they definitely yeah, would. Yeah, yeah, too, too fabulously. Too fabulously. But uh, that, that's another story uh, at some point. Guys, thank you so much. We love you guys. We, we definitely appreciate everything you guys have done for us. The shirts, the picture. We love you guys. And, and can Abby can Abby plug all of our social media and contacts and whatnot? Of course. Where can everybody find you guys? Of course. You can follow me on Twitter at After Hours Abby. My email for any inquiries or whatnot is afterhoursabby at gmail.com. And as always, our website is tcrestani.com. And I can't wait to see where you bring after hours to Abby. I feel like it's going to be next oh, level with you, you running the ship. Me too. Ship. I can't wait either. <laughs> She's off and running right now. She would have had, she had a great head start, but then the world went to hell yeah. and uh, we would have been yeah. well on our way to the six best uh, talk show uh, award. But you know what? 2021 or as I'm going to call it, 2020 a uh, is, uh, is going to be and the a stands for Abby because Abby, I, I want to say this publicly right now oh, uh, is basically has been a real boost to this program behind the scenes and in front of the camera. I mean, everybody that has interacted with her on Twitter also follow me and they've been sending me direct messages saying, I can't believe how awesome Abby is. She's a big plus to your show and uh, she's very sweet and she's very kind and she sends us free stuff. <laughs> I, I feel like she is the cure for COVID. If I could be so bold. If I could be no. so bold. No. Oh my gosh. That is that is now in 2020. That's the sweetest thing anybody could have ever said to me. Follow Abby and you won't get COVID. Right. You'll be yeah. more immune to COVID yeah. than Donald Trump. Yeah. You'll be more immune than oh you'll God. be more you, immune Now you're really starting a topic that is gonna really, really trigger me. <laughs> <laughs> OMG Abby. OMG. Hashtag OMG Abby. <laughs> All right, guys, we love you. We don't love COVID. I'm not a fan. Not a fan of the of COVID. Of the, fan of yous. Yeah, fan of yous. Thank you. We're a fan of you too. Thank you so much for having us tonight. Thanks for coming Thank on. We, we really do appreciate it. Of course. It was always our pleasure to be on the greatest podcast in New Jersey, the Robin Slim Show, having myself after hours with T.C. Rustani's T.C. Rustani. And you can follow me. You didn't ask me how they can follow me, but you can follow me on Twitter at After Hours T.C. How do we get a, I want a first award. You guys are running six awards deep. We didn't. We never got an award. I, I, well, you know what? I, I, you want us to give you an award? We'll give you an award. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Abby What's that? Abby, right now I want you to proclaim them because you are the executive producer. Okay. The greatest podcast in the history of the state of New Jersey. I claim the Robin Slim show as the greatest podcast in the state of New Jersey. Yeah. Yo, can you also proclaim can you also proclaim the Driz at the greatest rapper in the entire world? Yeah. 
Sure, I, pro- I proclaim that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Good move, Abby. We will, we will definitely talk soon, guys. We, we had a blast. We had a blast. So did we. Thank you so much. Have a Thank good you guys. One. Have a good night. <laughs> Thank you, my <laughs> friends. Everybody knows it just sucks. That's yeah. That ain't true. <laughs> yeah, take a max. Maybe we uh, maybe we don't tell people about this one. Did we at least learn something? That we suck and everyone sucks. I guess that counts. Later, chodes. Hit me on the next one. This has been a Fat Moles Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to SoundCloud.com/slash/FatMolesRadio. Your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears, bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us, sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www. Hush your face. www. Hush your face. www. Hush your face.